Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where one, two, three, four dudes in our 30s? You're in your 30s, right? I am. Okay. Uh, talk about anime, kinda. Uh, let's just do, we're, you know what, this is a bonus episode, we're gonna scrap tradition. My name is Andy, to my right we have... Sam. And across from Sam we have... Corey. And next to Corey we have... Bill! Hey! Wait a minute, wait a minute, Bill. Yeah. Who are these strange people and where's Josh and why am I smiling? Do we, do we care? <laughs> no, I mean, I do care. I'm, I'm glad that we have uh, some guests. Do, do we care where Josh is? Um, <laughs> to be fair, when this is recording, Josh will be at Anime Iowa, but God knows when this will drop, and we've already talked about Anime Iowa, so we're not even going to talk about him. Uh, I legitimately could not remember the name of that con. Oh, yeah. it's not Anime Zing. Uh, so, because Josh would get really mad about that, but he's not here. Which, uh, so, which, is that the one run by the child toucher? Yes, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. That, that's by the child molester. Okay, okay. <laughs> so this is getting edited. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, we'll see. Things all of a sudden took a turn for the worse. Uh, uh, <laughs> this is audio, so they couldn't see the gesture I made. That was an awful gesture. Um, <laughs> a little high, too, I suppose. Yeah, no, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, <clears throat> I'm dying. All right. So, this episode is a... Bonus episode out of the norm. We are going to be reviewing a movie, our first movie review, and we're kind of breaking the rules a little bit. At first, we were going to review this anime uh, movie, and then I watched it. And I was like, eh, I don't really want to talk about this for an hour. Uh, so would I have hated it? Yeah, probably, eh, maybe, um, more than likely. But what anime yeah. do you? Okay, there's a few that you don't hate, but the, yeah, the, you, there's some I don't hate. Yeah, this one maybe you, you might have hated. A, a, a wise man told me mm-hmm. anime is like techno music. Mm-hmm. 90% of it is repetitive crap. Who told you this? Odin. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, before we get into the actual movie, I want to give our special guests a chance to uh, talk a little bit. And uh, first of all, we'll start with Sam, a returning guest. Yeah. Who was here for a short amount of time on our review episode. Uh, Sam, how's it going? Not bad. Not bad. So uh, any exciting anime-related news or, or geeky news since the last time you were on? I'm thinking about that. Nothing. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, Fair enough. No, no. Okay. We brought you on specifically for this episode because yeah. of the movie we're watching. Right. And we'll go and we'll spill the beans right now. We're going to break a tradition a little bit, and we're not going to do an anime. We are going to watch, and we already watched, and we are going to review the Transformers movie, the 1986 classic Transformers yes. movie. Do you want to maybe talk a little bit about your history with Transformers? Like, what, like what, what got you into Transformers? Why you're you're kind of obsessed with Transformers? Yeah, kind of. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the viewers can't see this, but I am wearing a Starscream shirt right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm rocking some Autobot earrings. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, okay, absolutely. and I do have a tattoo. So there you go. So 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 she lives this life. Yeah, I do. So uh, was it the cartoon? Was it the toys? What was it about Transformers um, that got you into it? It started with the toy. It started with the uh, series. Mm-hmm. And then from the series, it was the toys. And, I mean, I always liked uh, solving puzzles and whatnot, and mm-hmm. those were, like... They were. Um, <laughs> and then, like, that kind of stemmed, and I was like, that'd be cool to build a robot. So, like, I started taking programming classes, and, like, that's, like, it's kind of molded everything for me. That's fantastic. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, also, I had dreams of being a giant um, Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> 
But that didn't pan out well. Uh, well, <laughs> at least you'll get to talk about a giant yeah, Tyrannosaurus I'm Rex so today. Yeah, so excited about that. You secretly wait for every vehicle to change into a robot. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I'll, I'll find construction vehicles, and I'll be like, transform! <laughs> so, I, I do that on the highway with trucks. Right? I wait, I'm, I'm like, Optimus? Optimus? Is it you? Anytime Are you Anytime you see, like, a short-nose uh, uh, semi-truck trailer, like, mm-hmm. driving by, I'm just like, oh, is oh, he going to do it? Is no, he going to do it? No. Nope. Is this no. going to be the moment? Mm-hmm. That my life changes forever. Oh, so, no. so that's your history. Thank yeah. you so much. Uh, and we have a brand new guest breaking our format completely, throwing into chaos, <laughs> changing our tagline of three dudes to four dudes. Uh, we have Corey. Corey, tell uh, the listeners a little bit about yourself, your connection with anime, uh, anything that makes you notable or cool to be on this show. Uh, nothing. Okay. All right. Absolutely nothing. Right. <laughs> uh, no, no. Uh, I, I like actually love anime. I've watched quite a few, probably all the notable titles over the years, Akira, stuff like that. Was a big fan of Full Metal Alchemist TV show, uh, but less, and we kind of spoke briefly about it, but like Blood the Last Vampire, Ghost in the Shell, Princess Mononoke, uh, Helsing, yeah, I don't know. I'm big into the horror side of, of anime. Do you want to talk a little bit more about that? Because I know that you have you your background specifically has a lot to do with horror. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, like I do special effects makeup for well anybody who requires it. Basically, TV shows, movies, music videos, commercials. Um, do you want to talk about any of like the music videos you've done or the movies? Talk yourself up here. Well, we, we, <laughs> Half, uh, half the fun of being a guest is self-promoting, so go for yeah. it. Fair enough. Okay. I did a music video for the band Seven Dust a few years back. Um, I've probably worked on uh, two or three independent features that probably, like, nobody's even heard of. <laughs> I know some people talked about The Demon's Rook, which is, like, my very first major independent film that I worked on. I'll, like, a lot of people in the cult circuit mm-hmm. know it. The other one's not so much. One's to be released yet. It hasn't even come out, so I can't really say too much about that. Worked for about six months for the studio, for the TV show Chicago Med, um, on NBC, and have some potential hopefuls coming up as well. I was crossing my fingers there, because you guys can't see that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, so that's me in a nutshell, as far as... uh, my career is concerned. Uh, do you want to tell us the name of the upcoming feature? Can you even say that? Uh, I guess I can. It's going to be called, as far as I'm aware, it's it's tentatively called The Rake. Main character girl is the girl who plays in the TV show 90210, and I guess she was in Scream 4. That's uh, really about all I know The Rake about is it. in the, uh, the mythical, like, creepypasta creature. Yes and no. Like, we did some sort of spin on it, and there was a lot of talks about not calling it that. So could it be safe to say that that's, like, the working title? That is the working title. I, I know that the director seemed pretty insistent on, on going with that, but um, it actually was a really fun project to work on. I got to do a lot of really crazy uh, effects work that I haven't done up until this point, and... That one's going to be one of those that when it finally hits shelves for people to watch, I'm going to want people to see that one. Because the director is extremely skilled, and Mm -hmm. the crew that we had on it are a bunch of phenomenal uh, friends of mine. So that's one people are going to want to sit down and try to 
grind and bear through it, but I think it'll be worth it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Sam, for being here. This is going to be, I think, a great episode. Uh, Before we get into the movie and the review, I'm going to take a step back myself because I'm going to be giving the review this week, and I'm going to let you two, uh, and by you two, I'm pointing again, I'm doing that bad thing when you you do radio, you should point. Uh, Bill and Sam, they're kind of the real resident experts when it comes to Transformers. He's not so much pointing at us as he's flipping us off right now. Well, I mean, (laughs) still a finger. He's a finger to point. Um, So I'd like you two to just kind of, you know, maybe tag team, work together a little bit to give us a little bit of background on Transformers and the the general overall arcing storyline for anyone who maybe has seen the Michael Bay films and doesn't understand the real story of Transformers. I still Uh, liked the movies. (laughs) I'll be the odd man out There we go. So we we had to have one person who liked the Michael Bay films. And Josh isn't here to freak out, so it's okay. (laughs) Uh, So, so, I don't know. Do you want to tell us a little bit about, like, maybe who the main characters are, what the main conflict is, to kind of get us to where we are in the movie? Okay. Did you want to do it, Bill? Or? You, you, okay. Yes. You uh, yeah, no. Um, okay, so... Where to start with that? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the Autobot... There's two factions, the Autobots and Decepticons. Autobots are good guys, Decepticons are bad guys. Um, they're fighting over energy sources on their planet. They end up running out of the energy sources on their planet, so then they start searching the galaxy for that same energy source, and they find Earth. Um, they end up crash landing on Earth, and then, like, the majority of the series is about them battling for this energy source. I would uh, also throw in that I think there's a bit of an ideological conflict there. Yeah. Um, the Autobots are definitively the good guys. I mean, there's no gray here. No, they're... But they're, uh, essentially, they're communists. Till all are one. Yeah. Freedom for all sentient beings. Oh my god, you're blowing my 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 small child mind here. My right. aged child never, mind. Like, no, that and, never and, really. And the Decepticons are are full bore capitalists. Yeah. Holy survive! I mean, Anne Randy and. Well, great. Now I can't even watch the show. Anymore. I'm gonna Thanks have to go back. And I'm, I'm gonna write a thesis on this. This is amazing. Um, <laughs> far too political for me. Huh. You know, there, there are people That's who crazy. are born special and they're more powerful and they take what they want from those who can't. Yeah. Huh. Can't stop them. Mind blown, ladies and gentlemen. I, I think blown. I think Transformers could have been awesome, done in a very gray style, where the Decepticons and Autobots weren't strictly good guys, bad guys. We've stripped that away mm-hmm. and just left them with ideological differences. I think could have been fascinating. Right, that's really cool. The movie itself uh, takes place after the first couple of seasons have, have taken um, place. Yeah, I think season, two seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, this season was, one, two, and then, then it this led was the bridge between two and two three. Two and three, because right. three, three is when things change, as we'll see yeah. in the movie. Because they needed new toys. They needed they new toys. They did. Right, and that's, that's one thing we didn't mention, that the Transformers history is steeped in Hasbro. Well, essentially... And the, toy com- the, the toys they're trying to sell. Right, well, uh, Takara in Japan. Mm-hmm. And essentially, they took a whole bunch of toys they already had. Mm-hmm. Um, Scramble City... Micronauts, I think, mm-hmm. for some of the household items like the Megatron being a gun or Soundwave being a, a moon okay. box. Okay. And then they had another one. I can't remember the name of the series, but it was it was literally just cars that were transformed. Mm-hmm. But they had pilots. Oh, they okay. were more like Zords than they were. Right. Oh, oh, what cartoon is that? It was sort of. Are you thinking Mask? I was thinking Mask. Yeah, this is. It's like Mask. It was like pre-Mask. It was pre-Mask. In oh, the, okay. I mean. It, the the toys literally were the same toys. Okay. I mean, they just had a a toy that looked like Optimus Prime. You're not talking about the Share movie again, are you? Only a little bit. Oh lord, I, that <laughs> face still gives. Anyway, that kid never transformed. No, <laughs> I kind of wish he did. But anyway, sorry. Continue <laughs> on. I apologize. Whoa. Sorry. 
Can you make a, a Rocky Dennis mask with your I, I could. Nice, I, I nice. could. I can't can make Cher look any better. Can you? Oh, I, oh. I didn't ask for a miracle, man. Oh. <laughs> I just want to freak him out in Halloween. I mean, she already <laughs> is, what, 90% plastic at this point? Right. I think, yeah. I think yeah. it's about yeah. right. I totally want a Rocky Dennis mask just so I can ring his doorbell on Halloween. <laughs> so, 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 oh, my God. <laughs> Andrew would shit his pants. Uh, I would. So, so what you're saying is that, like, basically, Hasbro took all these other toy lines brought them over. Yep. Uh, transforming and... robots that were little things, transforming robots that were cars, Okay. transforming robots that formed bigger robots and kind of were interchangeable. I see, I never knew that they were all kind of a, mis- a mishmash yeah, about of different things. four different toy lines that wow. all got jammed together, and they said, hey, we can just make all these be one thing and okay. sell them. That, that's, that's, that's okay. That's kind of cool. That's actually. the 80s in a nutshell for you right there. Yeah, very really. much. Very Especially much. with toy lines. I mean, they did that with so many. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of the TV series uh, leading up to that point. You know, we had two seasons of a show where they had these really developed characters, and they needed new toys. So yeah. the movie introduces us, as we'll talk about, to a whole plethora of new characters and decides to ruin our childhood by killing off so many mainstays. A lot of characters. But we'll talk about that when we get to the yeah. review. Like I said, we're going to do a cartoon that's not an anime. Um, very much anime-inspired. I don't well, know. I, it, you... was, it was animated by Toei. T-O-E-I. Toei, yeah. I don't know. Which which a lot of that, and it is inspired very heavily by that Japanese style overall. Yeah, so Um, I mean, it was definitely drawn in the anime style, if not strictly an anime, because it was recorded for American voice actors and American audiences. Right. Yeah, so it's, and we'll talk about some of the acting. There's some, they really pulled in some interesting choices. Huge names at the time for voice actors. We'll talk about that when we get into it. Uh, Should we just get into it? Sure. sure. Let's just get into the yeah. review. Uh, so the movie opens with this beautiful scene. There's a, a giant sun. Uh, there are solar flares. Right off the bat, you get an idea that this movie is going to be above and beyond what we saw in the cartoon, as far as graphically. Going along uh, around the sun, we see this strange sphere with this weird ring running along the outside. And we don't know what it is at this point. It's got these strange pincers and this, like, butthole thing. <laughs> and... <laughs> And giant space goatsy. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it is giant space goatsy. And at first, I'm you know I think back to when I first watched the movie, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of ominous, but mm, it's just a flying orb. Little do we know how scary this motherfucking thing will become. Uh, we pan in on a planet of robot beings, obviously not transformers by any means. They're I was going to comment on this. It yeah. seems like between Sharkticons and Quintessons and yeah. these things and Junkions. Mm-hmm. It seems like silica-based life forms, if that's a good way of saying just mm-hmm. robot life, yeah, way more prominent, way more prevalent than carbon-based life forms. Which is strange to me. Yeah, we see humans, we obviously. Do. Yeah. I can't think of many episodes where they dealt with anything biological. Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Can you really think... I can't really think of much either. No, like, on the, on everything the show. was kind of robotic. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, you had the occasional... I mean, I guess when you get to series three and four... You did have uh, races and, and species of aliens, right? Uh, you know, like like there was like the I can't even think what they were called. Like there was that weird green skin thing that was in a, a couple episodes that would kind of like ha, 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 would follow around. Like like there was like I can't remember some race of alien. Like yeah. you saw a lot of that in season three and four. Yeah. And I think some of those aliens even became like target masters and headmasters along with. Yeah, oh the yes, target masters so and headmasters think... would have been the only like non. Right. Yeah, but anything still, like Scorponok and, yeah. and that whole like, they just like line. have random ass things that are. Robots, mm-hmm. yeah. way more prevalent. And I don't know if Definitely. that's just because that's the art style they're doing, so they just Could stuck be. with it, or 
Yeah. I, but they're doing humans, so it's not like it's hard. Yeah. Right, right. Um, so but I, honestly, like, how many humans were there besides, you know, the Whit- Whitkey family? Like, there was Spike and Sparkplug and, like... You had, uh, oh, who was the scientist from the first two seasons? The one in the wheelchair. Oh, uh, I can't remember his wheelchair uh, friend. Was with a wheelchair guy that, like, worked for the Decepticons for a little bit. Was forced oh, to. was he working with the Decepticons? He, he was forced to for a while, I Okay, think. well, I was going to say... And then it was like, that Dr. Archiville. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there were some humans, but there yeah. Were, but yeah, there weren't like, a whole like lot. four of them. Or that episode where they crossed over with G.I. Joe. There was oh, right. that, yeah, yeah. Which was a cool episode. It was. Um, but anyway, we're getting a little off topic there. But yeah, that's, that's that's a cool point, though, that we don't see a lot of. We see more robot creatures than we see human-esque, Biological you know, carbon-based creatures. Yeah. Uh, so that's that, that's really interesting. I'm just assuming they're silicon-based if they're robot life. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would go with that. I would go with that. Uh, so we, we pan on this planet of these robot beings who it seems to be a really peaceful race for the most part. Right. Yeah. You've got you know these children running around playing, laughing, and then out of nowhere comes this giant devourer of worlds. Okay, oh I have f- a few points here. Yes. First off, the guy just setting, mixing things from... Mm-hmm. I think he, we're supposed to think he was doing chemistry. Mm-hmm. Was he just drinking? <laughs> he might have been, dude. <laughs> he could be. It looked like he was just day drinking, honestly. He might. I mean, we, we don't know their lives and we what they do. We don't. He, he might be making energon. And, and second off, mm-hmm. they do try to evacuate on spaceships. They do. Yeah. Some of them get away. Yes. And when uh, Big U shows up... Mm-hmm. They immediately go, oh, crap, it's Unicron. Evacuate. Yeah. So these assholes know who Unicron is. Right. They know he's a threat. Yeah. They have space travel. Right. They don't want to tell anybody else. No. And they, and they don't want to try to, like, defend their planet in or, a better way. Not just like, oh, here it comes. It's going to eat our planet now. Or be a little more ready. Yeah. Yeah. You you would I would have those ships packed up with, yeah. like, months and months of space travel worth of shit. And right. Yeah. Living we in can them. only assume that like and have they in- hated their own race, <laughs> or and everybody else because they didn't warn yeah. anybody else on the point on the or like they like they knew about it but the calculations were off, right? So like they weren't able to like send out the warning. They're like, oh, we have a week before he gets here, guys. <laughs> Even that, they could be like, hey, so this like, might happen. Procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, like, I have a week. We'll tell somebody eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Even having ships. That could escape Unicron's gravity because mm-hmm. obviously most of them couldn't. No, no, yeah. they couldn't. Like they, we get that uh, cool scene where I mean, it is a really neat scene at the beginning. Like it's yeah. it's, it's tragic. All these people. No, it's are a great scene. They're just you dig into it a little bit. Yeah, you know, like, it's interesting. Like why didn't they? And you get this cool scene where he's devouring the planet and they're trying to get away and the the ship gets sucked right back in, which we'll see happen again later on in the movie. Um, but yeah, the the planet is completely devoured and, uh, and it's it's creepy. Why did Unicron's turn? Okay. Oh, well, you're going to say the same thing I probably was going to say. Go ahead. Why did his chompers go... <laughs> yes! 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 What is up with that? Like, what is up with the disgusting chomping sounds? And like, then we see all this tubing mm-hmm. light up and, like, swirl. And Did we see Unicron's bowels? Well, there's the scene later on in the movie where they're all being, one by one, dropped in this giant vat of acid. My only thought is any, you know, materials being brought in, dropped in... Just like the stomach, obviously digested, you know, yeah. and, and used for energy yep. to, to power him. And the so, thing that absorbs the energy mm-hmm. would be the bowels, right? Yeah. So, do we see his bowels? I think we did. Yeah. I think we did. It's crazy. Just not leaving a trail of little metal pellets behind him. <laughs> yes, yes. That's how they oh, track him. It's gross. Right. That's how they track him. Yeah, that's how they found him later. Uh, so we uh, we get that ridiculous <laughs> chomping sound, and then we get theme song. The best theme song the, ever. Fuck yeah. A badass rendition, a brand new version of the Transformers theme song, performed by the metal band Lion, uh, so who 
I don't think they're really known for anything else. But I don't think they are. Either. I don't think they are. <laughs> I don't think they are. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's not White Lion. We're not talking about like '80s rock band White Lion. This is just Lion. We don't know what color they are. Um, <laughs> maybe it, maybe it was White Lion and they hired a black guy. Could be female oh, lion. Dude. Yeah, lioness. Yeah. yeah. Lion, there you go. There you go. So that that theme song is fantastic. It's one. Uh, I want to stop here and talk about. The soundtrack of this fucking Oh, my movie. God. I own the soundtrack. Yeah. I used to listen to the soundtrack all the fucking time. How amazing is this soundtrack? I thought about putting it back in my car. Like, it's I so good. Yeah. I don't know it's so I good. I, I was going to mention the music a lot during this, mm-hmm. and I'm not even, like, being sarcastic or hipstery or anything at all. I genuinely love this power metal oh, that God. plays it's, the entire oh thing. My God. Tons yeah. of power metal. There's, like, heavy, like, heavy, dark kind like, of music. Not Megadeth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that... There's like uh there's there's that cheesy Stan Bush it, music. It, oh yeah, yeah. the cheesy Stan Bush which I love. Oh god. But Instruments of Destruction, yes, Symphony of Destruction. Yeah. I mean, yeah. come on, it's, it's basically the same thing. I, I didn't yeah. catch that as a kid, but Oh yeah. They're yeah. basically ripping off Megadeth. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh we go to Cybertron then and we get a little bit of background. We get the for those that are fans of the original cartoon, we get the narrator's voice. Yeah. The one who always does the episodes of the narration. And he says, It is the year 2005. The treacherous Decepticons have captured the Autobots' home planet of Cybertron. How did we miss this? Like, yeah. 2005 this happened. 2005, I got the tattoo. And I was like, come on, guys. The far future of 2005. Like, I, I want, I want, uh, I want hoverboards. And I want those crazy jumpsuits that they were wearing. I know. Right? I want an exosuit. Oh, God, the exosuit. I want to be able to transform. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about that later. But now that we just mentioned it. How, when they transform using the exosuit, do their bodies not just, like, break? Like, these humans in these things, they turn to a car. And, like... <laughs> like like uh in the original toy line they were uh-huh. uh they actually came with like little driver figures really yeah it just it just sat where the oh okay like uh, the dinobots had the little canopy thing in their back oh. that's where the little guy went huh and like like optimus it, he literally just sat right in the cab that's interesting oh. i huh. and that's like the only part of them that doesn't shift right yeah. right mm-hmm. yeah I thought you were going to say, like, the, how the headmasters don't, like, break apart when they fold into Well, the that head. too. That, <laughs> I, <laughs> I always assumed they had, like, their limbs cut off and then, like, reattached with, like, metal connectors. That's dark. So when they twisted, like, they could actually turn. It's still dark. <laughs> it's just what, it's just uh, what eight-year-old me assumed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we're going to have a lot of eight-year-old theories, I'm sure, right. like, yeah. going back into this. Uh, we, we get a scene where Laserbeak, and if you're not familiar with Laserbeak, he's one of Soundwave's many cassettes. If you're not... Co- familiar with what a cassette is we're not going to go over it so i apologize ask your parents what a cassette is i'm sure they can explain it to you this isn't about the covert base i was like yeah but laserbeak fucking found it well it is to be fair it is laserbeak yeah that's kind of his shtick that's what he does well i mean that's kind of sound wave shtick i mean it is espionage absolutely it's what he does so he sends out laserbeak uh, to one of the moons that, that is hidden, like you said, this hidden sort of base yeah. on this moon of Cybertron, where the Autobots are getting ready for fucking war. Like, they are ready to just, like, trounce the shit out of some Decepticons. Optimus Prime is just, like, ready to go. Uh, we get Ironhide watching surveillance, and we see some key characters on the Decepticon side, like Starscream and Shockwave. Yeah. It's kind of cool we got to see Shockwave. He even gets a line in the movie. He does. Which is cool, because he's a character we don't see much in the cartoon. No, because, like, uh, during the cartoon, he was actually, like... Holding down the fort on Cybertron. Yeah, Megatron's like, like, threw him the keys. And, yeah, he's yeah. like, watch. He's like, all right, there's no Autobots here. No wild parties. Yeah. 
Actually, I can't say Bye. that. There were Autobots on there. Weren't the, uh, they, uh, females? the female? The females yep, the fe- were there. The female, the fembots, if fembots, you will, which, uh, were there. Absolutely. Which make no sense to me now. We'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah. RC <laughs> is in this movie. She is. We'll get there. So, Prime wants Ironhide and some others to head for Earth for a special trip to be ready for the battle. Uh, we get a scene where we see other commonly known Autobots like Jazz and Cliff Jumper uh, monitoring, monitoring stuff on the planet. And then we go to the other planet where... One of my favorite characters. Actually, interesting. Yes. Cliff Jumper was Casey Kasem. That's right. That really? makes perfect sense yeah. now that I think about it. It was. I, yes. I don't think I knew that, but and that like, wasn't, thinking and that about wasn't the voice. even like for the movie. That was just Cliff Jumper's voice. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now that I think about that, that is totally Casey Kasem. Yep. Very cool. Yep. Um, hey, I told the actor's name of a character, and it matters. So we don't, we don't, so we don't need Josh. Yeah. Is what you're um, so <laughs> we go to uh, the other moon where Bumblebee, one of my absolute favorite Transformers of all time. And this Bumblebee is actually kind of awesome. He's yeah. not the Michael Bay. No, nope, not the shitty Michael Bay. No. one. To be honest, my... I was a little blown away. He started talking. I it's been so long since you heard Bumblebee talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bumblebee, and if you remember from the cartoon, Spike. And, again, if you're only familiar with the Michael Bay, that would be Sam Witwicky. Mm-hmm. And, and now, unlike the... I, I wouldn't insult Spike like that. <sighs> no, that's actually his name name. Oh, is it actually? Yeah, like okay, Spike's a nickname. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yep. Yeah, they kept I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that's sad that they made Chia the Beef be uh <laughs> Hey, hey. Shia LaBeouf is fucking amazing. <laughs> Get on YouTube and watch him, like, watch, like, all of his movies and, and see clips <sighs> of that. It's... Is Mashable. He just sits in the movie theater watching his movies. He's a br- he's an absolutely brilliant actor. Maybe not so much in the first Transformers movie, but he is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Dude's getting really passionate here. You don't see this, but he is like, <coughs> really getting intense about I this. Uh, have to, I have to close my eyes. I know he was in that movie of Holes, and I have bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of like oh, the earlier oh. parts of his career, though. <laughs> Sadness. He was still good in Lawless. Yeah. I mean, he was phenomenal in that movie. So I totally agree with you. Thank I think you. that Shia LaBeouf is definitely an underrated Someone actor. Someone on my Does side. Does anybody here Thank remember you. even Stevens? Can we? I mean, we're not talking about. I knew it was a that. I knew it was a thing. Yeah. Can we just give him a shout out for even Stevens? <laughs> I literally have only ever seen him in Transformers. Right. Oh, sadness. Uh, so, Which he does look brilliant in Transformers. Have you, have he's, you, he's across from Megan Fox. True. Have you seen uh, the YouTube video, uh, uh, the real, was it? what's that name of the real Shia LaBeouf or whatever? Or the, the real, I can't remember, what's, what's the name of that I video? I can't remember it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll link it when we drop this episode and when I listen back, we will, we will listen to it. It's fantastic. It's a funny-ass video. Maybe we're done, I'll show it to you. It's great. Um, anyway, Spike is now an adult. Yeah. Like, he's got, like... Man testicles. Like, he's just like... We assume. We don't actually yeah, see him in the movie. To be fair, he's the only one who has the guts to curse on a... trans, Like, really curse on a Transformers right. product. And we're going to get to that a little bit. You uh, fucking Decepticons! <laughs> you cut-punching motherfuckers! <laughs> Spoilers, that's not what he says. At all. Eat uh, a floppy herpes uh, donkey dick. Good lord. <laughs> we end the scene... We end this scene with Optimus saying, now all we need is a little energon and a lot of luck, as Laserbeak takes off back to Cybertron. He returns, and we hear, we see the, and hear the exact same recording that we just saw. They reuse the, the audio. Super uh, advanced robot race yes. using VHS. Using, using, yeah. yes, using VHS. <laughs> um, my, one of my favorite things is that Megatron gets a really good dig at Starscream when Laserbeak returns. He says, unlike some of my other warriors, you never fail me. No, uh, that wasn't 
That was not Megatron. That was all Starscream. He just said, I'm like some of my other warriors, you have never failed me. And then Starscream turns around like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> he does He too. wasn't pointing at him or looking at him or anything. Scar- <laughs> well, we all knew it was good. Starscream yeah. totally took that. But, like, but That was Starscream's problem. Yeah. Starscream that was- comes to expect it, though. Yeah. Which, by the way, Starscream is my all-time favorite character. He's amazing. He's my all-time favorite Transformer. He's kind of amazing. So amazing. Yeah. And, he, and I feel so sad. We'll get to why I'm sad about it. Starscream in this oh, movie yeah. in a little bit. It, it hurts my heart a little bit. Is it? Yeah. I bet. It does. <sighs> so Megatron does not fuck around. Like, you don't have a favorite? No, I do have a favorite. Yeah, who's, my, your, who's your favorite? I my know. favorite is actually uh, Megatron. Really? I liked the bad guys. I've always rooted for the bad guys, whether it was like in cartoons or movies. I was like, yeah, bad guys. Okay. Kill them all. Screw okay. the world. So so your, your favorite is Megatron. I'm Starscream, so yeah. we don't get along, apparently. Who's your favorite of all time? Grimlock. Ah, uh, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Grimlock. And Bill, who's your favorite of all time? A lot of times I will root for bad guys. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I will root for side characters who are way more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fuck that noise. Optimus Prime. Oh, we got an Optimus yeah. lover in the room. Wow, we have a... We're going to brawl later. Yeah, we got two, yeah, two really important awesome. Autobots, two really important Decepticons. <laughs> we know from the cartoon, when Megatron decides to come up with a plan, it's usually corny as shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I have decided to build this mega beam that I have to point it through a crystal and it will melt the polarized well, cast. Like, he did come up with some pretty good ideas. I mean, didn't the Decepticons build the space bridge at some point? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think the... I think Shockwave did, though. Yeah. Shockwave's a smart one here. Right. Megatron's like... I have this button. Don't make me push this button. Uh, that was that the episode where the button never did anything. Yeah, he just like <laughs> <threw it. laughs> I love that episode. When they finally called his bluff, he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck this!" And he runs because <laughs> the button. He literally was just playing possum. Like, you don't want me to push this. Great, that is brilliant. Oh but then gosh. I was gonna bring up the Stunticons, but I feel like Starscream had more to do with the Stunticons. He did, and the Cabaticons. And the so Starscream was it more the Cabaticons? Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's yeah. But Megatron, he had the best combiner of all time. <sighs> Devastator. Oh, right? yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm partial to Bruticus. I like Bruticus quite Bruticus a bit. Bruticus was cool. Yeah. Bruticus, Bruticus is cool, but, I mean, Devastator. <sighs> yeah. He was the first. Devastator's the reason I stopped by construction vehicles, and I'm like, come on. You could do this. You Have you seen my Devastator? Uh, no, no. I'll show you my Devastator. Is that a okay. euphemism? No. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> could it do. be? It could be. <laughs> and Corey was never heard from ever. <laughs> uh, so, so oh, they'd, they'd hear you. <laughs> <laughs> So unlike Megatron's other plans that usually were very corny, he just straight up is like, let's go murder some Autobots. Yeah. Like, let's just straight up blow up a fucking ship and kill and destroy not only the Autobots, but all of these little 10-year-olds' childhoods. Yeah. Kind of. So he decides that they're just going to blow the spaceship up, and he does, uh, alongside of the most amazingly metal song, Instruments of Destruction. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying. So amazing. He kicks open the door and it starts playing yeah. like he's a wrestler. He's, fuck, yeah. It's, it's his fucking theme song. It's his theme song. And immediately <laughs> just listen, starts... Listen to Instruments of Destruction. Listen to Symphony of Destruction. I'm going to have to play them back yeah, to back yeah. at some yeah. point and see how close they are. Um, in my head, I, I do see the similarities, but I'm going to have to listen to be sure. So... Rest in peace right off the bat, Braun. Braun yeah. just gets shot, like, right in the chest. Right. And unlike the TV show where they get shot and they're okay, just, like, you just see this really disturbing scene, like, of their deaths where, like, their eyes, like, fade and smoke comes pouring out of their mouths. Yep. Yeah. It traumatized were, yeah. me as a child. Yeah. They're like, you need to know these things are dead and they're not coming back. Right. Even yep. when I was watching it the other night, I was just like, 
whoa. Yeah, no, it was... <laughs> like, they're killing these robots and these children. Yeah. Like, our poor, young, impressionable minds mm-hmm. when we were young were just totally like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where did they go? Where are they going? Yeah, yeah, and, no, and, and was... the worst is yet to come. Yeah. The worst is yet to come. So we get Brawn, Prowl, Ratchet, Ironhide, all dead. Just mm-hmm. done. Done. Completely done. Uh, so yeah, and he's cold with Ironhide. Oh, he's extremely cold. Oh, Ironhide God, is yeah. Ironhide is left alive, briefly, and basically he says, "Oh, good, we have this ship. We're gonna take the ship. We're gonna sneak onto Earth, and I'm gonna know it's us, and we can sneak into Autobot City and just murder everyone inside the city." And Ironhide. You know, being the second in command, that that stalwart hero being grabs hard ass, hard ass yeah. just grabs Megatron's leg and says, "No!" And Megatron just guns him down, just straight plasma up. cannon straight down, blam, right in the right back in of the, the head. fucking face, just execution. Oh, killer! Fucking yeah, dude, you weren't killer. really paying attention to the movie. <laughs> I I remember bits and pieces, so some of this is still coming back to me. <laughs> so we we cut to Earth. We are not done with the death yet. <laughs> no, we are not There's by any means. Of... There's definitely some pivotal. Yeah, yeah. We cut to Earth, and we get we go from this scene of destruction to the scene of beauty. We get this river scene, uh, and we're introduced to two new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're introduced to Daniel, who we find out is Spike's son. Yeah, who's so being raised by sentient cars. Right, and we don't know who. <laughs> well, his mom, ass is off planet. <laughs> we don't know who his mom is at all. We find out in season three, Do though, we? right? Isn't it? Isn't it Carly? Oh, maybe. Is it? Because I think... Because I think, I think Carly was his Carly was in, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, in seasons one and two. And I think Carly comes back in season three, if I remember correctly. I don't remember that, but you're I, probably right. I, I think so. Don't, sense. Don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, I don't remember that, but if it wasn't giant cars punching each other, I don't remember much of this. Probably, <laughs> probably fair enough. So we're introduced to Daniel. Who has the big letter D on his chest in so, his jumpsuit, so he can remember... His name? I fucking hate Daniel. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say it several times throughout this episode. Like like there were so many times they could have killed him off. They could have, but they didn't. They're like, no, gotta save the squishy human. Yeah. <laughs> gotta connect with the kids. Um, and we're also introduced to Hot Rod. Hot Rod's gotta be awesome like a kid too. Yeah. <laughs> Hot Rod. I like Hot Rod. What do you guys think of Hot Rod as a character? I mean, he's our first new Autobot that we see. I don't mind Hot Rod at all. I I made the joke, but I I like Hot Rod. Mm-hmm. Sam, what do you think of Hot Rod? I thought movie Hot Rod was a lot better than series Hot Rod. Yes, I agree. Um, so, but I mean, he's a good character. Yeah, series Hot Rod had a, had a little bit of a trouble. I, I understand what they were doing with series Hot Rod. Yeah, he's brand new to the role. I'm spoiling a little bit, but he becomes brand new to a role that he never really wanted necessarily. Right. But it fell to him, as we'll see by the end of the movie. Yeah, that he struggles with that. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think he's very he's very good in the movie. Uh, and Hot Rod is played by Judd Nelson. Yep. Yep. Who was best known for his character John Bender in The Breakfast Club, yep. among many other things. Which, yep. fun fact, um, John Bender in The Breakfast Club kind of has the same attitude as Bender the Robot in Futurama. Oh. And, you know, Hot Rod was a robot. Oh my oh. god, connections! Hot Rod would have been so much cooler if he was Bender. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> well, and I mean, isn't Bender's name Bender Bending Rodriguez? Yeah. There you go. Oh, hey. yeah. My mind is being blown left and right. I'm going to have to change my pants by the time this episode so, is over. You have had too much time watching cartoons. <laughs> well, change, your, yeah. change your hat. That, that, yes, that's who. Mine's being blown. you got to change your hat. Keep, keep putting new hats on. So, um, yes. He catches a fish. Yes, he does. And what's his plan? Just like, I'm going to bury this for six million years? <laughs> Wait for it to become fossil fuel? It's time capsule. Uh-huh. Well, hey, to be fair... Daniel could eat it. Like, I mean, there is that, right? I mean, oh. like, oh, fair. Daniel is a human. But he should teach Daniel to fish so he could feed himself. Well, they oh. were fishing together, and Daniel just wasn't good at it. Oh, 
Fair it's, enough. Okay, to be fair, my only experience <laughs> with fishing are. is kind of like that. My dad caught a fish when I had walked away after being out there for hours, and I was like, fuck this. I want a fucking hoverboard. That's, that was kind of basically... <laughs> I, I was... God damn it, I was Daniel. Yeah, dude, no wonder why, sorry. No wonder why I hate him. He yeah. just, I, I connect with him. So, they see the shuttle coming. We get an obligatory 80s hoverboard scene. Because mm-hmm. um, we need that in every 80s movie. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and Daniel fucks it all up. <laughs> we get we get yet another amazing. Damn, Danny. He does. He actually he be bashing Damn, the rock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just like hoverboards today, he he about dies. And uh, the song "Dare" comes on, which is another great song for the soundtrack. Absolutely love that song. I think it's the first of two times we'll hear the song in the movie. Great song. This was the point in my watch through where I was like, no, I'm not even being sarcastic about loving these songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Uh, so Hot Rod is, decides, you know, he catches Daniel in the hoverboard, transforms into his Hot Rod, uh, and drives off. And we're introduced to our second of our new characters, Cup, who was voiced by Lionel Stander. Uh, if you're not familiar with him, he is actually an old school actor dating back, his first role was in 19. 19- 31. If you get, if you Google him and see him, you go, oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. If you look at him, you know who he is. Uh, he's best known for, uh, he actually won a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor in uh, 1983 when you and I were born, Bill, uh, for the series Heart to Heart. Oh, hey, hey, I, you forgot I was born oh, sorry, in 1983. And you, and, and you as well. I, I, I okay. was born in 82. Oh, fuck it. Okay. <laughs> I don't whole, know things. I don't know things. thing got all messed up now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm two weeks older. That's true. I forget. <laughs> So yeah, if you see a picture of him, Google him, you'll be like, oh yeah, that guy. He's no longer with us. He died back in 1994. Uh, so Cup is an old crotchety, it makes sense for the actor. He's Absolutely. an old crotchety guy who has been, who's seen everything, but I find that weird because we've never been introduced to him before. If he's seen and been through everything with regards to, to wars and stuff, where has he been? Fighting some war somewhere else? Yeah. Maybe, I guess. You gotta assume that maybe he was on Cybertron during that time. Oh, that's true. That's he's, true. He's yeah. the, well, because he does have a Cybertronian alternate form. Yeah. Oh, he's you're not right. Got Earth form. No. That's true. He doesn't really. You're absolutely right. His yeah, his vehicle is not like anything that you. Okay, so so Corey, who's like, what the fuck does that <laughs> mean? Basically, if you could squint and go, that's an Earth car of this maker model. Yeah. Okay. They're from Earth. They yeah. Scan something on Earth. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. In like, the first... like Optimus is is the short nosed yep. Peterbilt. Yeah. Um, that happened in the first episode. The yeah. first episode they crash. And you actually see in the first episode when they're on Cybertron, they don't look like what they look like. Their, their transforms okay. forms look like something completely different. Yeah. But when they come, I mean, to they Earth, look similar. They're still yeah. vehicles. They still have four or wheels. They have, or whatever. Because, yeah, them. because they have to give themselves a disguise that yep that yeah. people can yeah. relate to. That people yeah, which is the associate. same thing that happened in Beast Wars, where when they landed on the kind of the prehistoric, they needed they they kind of I, did they scan them the, themselves? The, like the protoform the, the protoforms were like in a pod scanned. Yes. Yes, yeah. and all the different life. dinosaurs, so that way they blend in with the dinosaurs. Yeah. So, it's, it's kind of been a theme. Uh, so, Cup is this kind of crotchety old guy, and... Uh, Clearly, I, he's going to learn a lesson about respecting each other with... Obviously, because we've got this young, brash up-and-comer, we got this old, grizzled veteran, and we've got uh, Hot Rod... Does Cup ever say, I'm getting too old for this? I'm going to retire and... No, but that would be fantastic. He should. <laughs> he shouldn't, because he'll die. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> made me sad. Uh, so Cup, Cup was never my favorite. I never really liked Cup much. I don't know about you guys. I, I never really... Not as a kid, obviously. Yeah. But as, now, I get, as I get older, I see the narrative reasoning why he was there. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. What do, what do you think, Sam? What do you think of the character of Cup? Yeah, I gotta agree. Like, younger, like... Yeah. 
But now that I'm older, yeah, there's definitely like a free. It's a nice balance with Hot Rod. It does. They work really well. Yeah. They, they, they spend most of the movie together. Yeah. So it does make sense that they kind of paired them, I guess, kind of together. Daniel, then, they, they drive up to Lookout Mountain, and uh, <laughs> which I which I love. Want to go to Makeout Point? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not. That's fucked up. So Daniel notices as he looks through this, this uh, I guess he had to put a quarter in to look through the, the binoculars. Stick a potato in my tailpipe. Oh, Jesus Aww. Christ. Daniel notices there's a hole. Now. <laughs> there's a hole in the side of the shuttle. Uh, Hot Rod scans and realizes, holy fuck, that shuttle's full of Decepticons. That is a, I want to point this out to you. Yeah. Decepticons are fucking stupid in this scene. The yeah. whole idea was to use that shuttle mm-hmm. to get in under the radar. Yeah. yeah. Leave a gigantic hole in the side where you know how their eyes work because you have the same fucking eyes. Or, at the very least, stand in front of the hole. Yeah, put something <laughs> over it. Don't stand in front of it. Something. Megatron's just like, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Maybe prop up some dead uh, Autobots or something. Yeah. Hide behind <laughs> them. Just for we can use like them. hand puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. It's like Weekend at Bernie's, but with yes. Transformers. Oh, my God. That's so great. Uh, He's fine, everybody. He's Prowl's just drunk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, poor Prowl. Uh, <laughs> this turns into a full-scale attack. Oh, he's Ironhide. That's, oh, that's true. They he could. has a face. <laughs> he has a head. So we get a full stand stop. behind him. Yeah, stand behind him. <laughs> Starscream just standing behind him, just waving around. Um, uh. So we get a full scale battle, and it is an epic battle that breaks out. It is. It's, it is a great fight scene, and we almost get the death of Daniel for the first time in the movie of like four, uh, except that Hot Rod saves him, motherfucker. Uh, and then Cup saves the both of them from Blitzwing. I think it's Blitzwing. He's the one that's the tank or yes, yes. the yes. changer. Okay. I knew I know I knew Astro Train. I couldn't remember. I thought the other was called Blitzwing. I yeah, could not remember. Yeah. Uh, so Blitzwing is Rage, who just like blow them up. But uh, we actually get a cool scene where Cup comes flying in, transforms, grabs the the the, the, cannon. the, the cannon of it, and just pulls it up, uh, and instead shoots an Insecticon, shoots Bombshell, yeah, who then tumbles into Blitzwing. Yes, which is great. It's, which I don't even understand the physics of. No, I don't. I, there's a lot of physics that no, don't make sense yeah. in this movie. When they when this whole thing started, they said go transform Autobot City. Was I the only one that disappointed that it wasn't? Me too. I was expecting, like, Metroplex. I, I totally wanted them to be Metroplex. And I guess they just... Yeah, they, I was kind of expecting it to be Metroplex. I'm thinking they came up with the idea of Metroplex later. Also, that would have really kind of shut down the story, because... Yes. It's like, oh, Transform Autobot City. Oh, it's Metroplex. And he just punches all their dicks in the dirt. Yeah, yeah, you, you couldn't <laughs> have that. You, you really couldn't no. have that. It's uh, like, oh, I guess the movie's over. Exactly. So we get the fight for Autobot City. Uh, we are introduced again to Perceptor, who is a uh, canon character from the first couple seasons. Uh, Perceptor notices the incoming Decepticons and Not tells... how microscopes work. No, it's true. It's very true. That's so true. Uh, Perceptor <laughs> notices the incoming Decepticons. Again, not how my, uh, not how those work. And uh, he tells the leader of the city, Ultra Magnus, a.k.a. Opt- AKA Optimus Prime Light, you know, hey, by the way, all those explosions, those are Decepticons. We should probably do something. Uh, am I the only one who hates Ultra Magnus? I have, I, that, if there's one character of the Autobots that I really do not like. I've always hated Ultra Magnus. I don't hate Ultra Magnus. He's such a ripoff character. He's so pointless, and he sucks in this movie. Well, he is fucking horrible. The, the original movie. of him in the oh. original toy line was, I mean, the cab looked like a white Optimus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was actually an upgraded version of the same character in mm-hmm. the old toy line that this okay. got stolen from. Right. It just had the trailer as armor. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why he's... Right, how why it looks that way. Yeah. I don't know. Thoughts on Ultra Magnus? I just think that he had some mysteries to solve, dude. Like, that's not fair. <laughs> yes, he is, <laughs> he is voiced by Robert Stack, who you... 
of anything, you know him as the voice of Unsolved Mysteries. That was the joke. Yeah, you finally nice. got the joke. There you go. I appreciated that you laughed wow. anyways. There you go. <laughs> to figure that out. So well, along, alongside Ultra Magnus, we're introduced to three new Autobots, Blur, Springer, and RC, who is a female robot. We get Springer, who's voiced by Neil Ross, who has done tons of voiceover. He's known for voiceover work. Yeah. Uh, he was Keith and Pidge from Voltron. Okay. Uh, he cool. was also, I brought this one up, it's not probably his best known role, but I thought you would get kicked out of the bill. He was Mean Gene Okerlund from Rock and Wrestling. <laughs> nice. Um, and basically any cartoon that you watch during the 80s or 90s, he's played a role on. He was like four roles in this movie. I was looking at the cast list yeah. earlier. Really? Oh yeah, he was... So he played like a lot of other ones. All over this movie. Wow. Yeah, he's he's very talented. Frank Walker was all over this movie. God, yeah, he was. Peter Cullen was... Two characters. I'm not sure it was just two. At least two. At least two, yeah. He was definitely Optimus and Ironhide, yeah. but uh, mm-hmm. I think he might have had a few more. Right. But Frank Walker and then this guy were all over. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, then we had, we're introduced to, oh, I guess I should explain Springer. Springer is uh, also a triple, he's a triple changer, right? He's a triple changer. Yeah. Uh, he, he has robot form, a, uh, a, a, a... Cybertronian car. Yeah, Cybertronian car, and then he's got a helicopter yep. as well. Yeah, Cybertronian helicopter. Yeah. And again, Cybertronian just means kind of fucked up looking and nobody would have mistaked that for a real car. Right. Right, absolutely. Um, so, and then we are also introduced to Blur, voiced by John Mashita, who you will the know Micro as... Machines Man! <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, they brought in, at that time, the fastest speaking man in the world, the guy who did all the crazy Micro Machine commercials. If you're too young, if you're listening to this you're like, what the fuck does that mean? What's a Micro Machine? Get on YouTube, Google Micro Machines Guy, or is Micro that, Machines Is that man. thing your older brother choked on? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. That's why you're a single or yeah, only, that's, why, that's why you don't remember them. Yep. They were the smallest cars known to man. And uh, a blur is a blue, again, Cybertronian-looking car. The coolest choking hazard is another man. That's yeah. very true. And uh, blur is called blurs, we'll find out very quickly, because he talks and runs very quickly. Now, I love blur. Blur is pretty cool. Blur is yeah. fun. Blur, blur is a fun character. He's coming out as part of the Titan Return. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. Fantastic. Uh, and then the final character is RC, who is uh, one of the female robots yep. that we talked about earlier. Um, of course, because she's the only female character on this particular show, she has to be pink. She has to be, yeah. <laughs> has to be, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and she's, again, a Cybertronian car as well. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they um, set up... She's yeah, voiced by Susan Blue. Susan Blue, yeah. Uh, she does. She actually, like, I don't know what it's called, but she, like, uh, has other people do voicing. Like, okay. she's one of those, like, manager-type people now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't, and, I couldn't find much yeah, about Yeah, I couldn't remember what it's actually called. Okay. Um, and she was actually in one of the Friday the 13th. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, interesting. Horror movie crossover. Bum, oh. bum. Yeah, so, like, Jason killed R.C., that's fucked up. Right? Wow. Jason cool. is cool. undefeatable. Undefe- yeah, well, That's R.C. So had, like, a psychic daughter. Like, she was a telepath yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. so... And R.C. actually had realistic female armor. Yeah. You know, she just kind of had the boob plate, but at least it was just sort of a right. Yeah. Sort yeah. of a, a and that's angle. the other, that's the other thing to know that she's a female is that like she has the boobs. Yeah, yeah she has a boob plate. She has yeah. the boob plates. Yeah, but it's um, not like it's not like a, a cleft down the middle where like right. it can just. Yeah, it's not like a medieval, real like medieval armor, quote unquote, like like, like yeah. the not medieval armor. Yeah, the, the breastplate. Can yeah, we just she's... say that Black Arachnia has had the best looking robot boobs? Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. I I'd yeah, probably go no, along yeah. with that. I'd probably go along with that. <laughs> Corey has nothing to add. Uh, so, I got the toy out here somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna look it up on YouTube. He's gonna be like, so, like, oh yeah, no, I totally get it. <laughs> so they set out to alert everyone about all those explosions going around. Like, hey, you know, we're all under attack. If you didn't know, hey. Uh, Hey, there's an explosion! Yeah, but, hey, can you hear me over the explosions? There's explosions! <laughs> Essentially is what's going on. And one of my favorite scenes of uh, of the movie, we get Starscream shooting after R.C. and Springer and uh, tries to actually get inside Autobot City, but it closes, and 
the the ceiling above him is closing up. So he's oh, like, yeah. "Oh fuck!" So he transforms into robot mode, puts on the boosters, and tries to get out and gets his foot caught. And I'm like, "Oh my god, they're gonna kill Starscream!" But comically, he has to shoot his own foot to be able to <laughs> get out. He screams one of my favorite lines. Oh my foot! It's just great. It's, I don't even know why it's one of my favorite lines. It's just great because it's Starscream. Yeah. It's so Starscream. Uh, we get more Insecticons trying to eat their way into the city, which actually allows Hot Rod and Cup to get in and crush... Who were those? I, we had we had Bombshell earlier. What are the other two Insecticons? I don't remember the names. Kickback. Kickback and... Shrapnel. 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 That's right. So they get squashed. Uh, we get a cool scene where Blaster and Perceptor, two of my favorite auto- Autobots, are together. Uh, and we get a battle scene uh, where they're trying to send a message out, and then it leads to... We get the cassettes again. Uh, we get... We get, uh, we get Sadia Soundwave's cassettes. We get Rumble. Rumble, Frenzy. Frenzy, Ravage, Ratbat. Yeah. Uh, all of them show up, and they break in. And we're introduced for the very first time, to lead to more toys, uh, to Blaster's own cassettes. He has his own line of cassettes, which I cannot remember any of their names. Yeah, because I don't think they mentioned them in the movie. They don't. But I know that the two that were supposed to be, like, um, Rumble and yeah, the Frenzy robots. were ejected or rewind. I rewind. Eject or rewind. And then there was a... There was a, There's uh, a lion. A lion yeah, a rhino. and a rhino. So, so that we got this really cool fight of like cassette robots just beating the shit out of each other, and like Perceptor being Perceptor and being wimpy, like oh, save yourself, Blaster! I'm dying. Uh, <laughs> I'm being drowned in little robots. Just chasing them with a great big pencil. Yeah, I see. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, we then the youngins in there are gonna get that joke either. No, they they probably don't. Uh, we get a glimpse of uh, of Blur and why he's called Blur. Because uh, he's running back and forth along this like tower, along these windows, shooting uh, and talking super fast. <sighs> then we see more death. Yeah. Rest in peace, Windcharger and Wheeljack. We- Wheeljack, that got me in the feels. I I love Wheeljack. Well, Wheeljack was the first robot or the first Autobot shown in the TV series. It's true. He was, yeah. So they they kill so. off the first Autobot. <laughs> that is sad. That is depressing. Uh, so they they're drug in uh, by RC, who we get a moment of RC looking depressed. The, all of her friends are dying and. I'm sure I'm crying watching this. Um, so RC and Springer, who are eventually joined by Cup, Hot Rod, and Daniel, I guess, uh, push a uh, big old fucking ballista rocket launcher thing into place. <laughs> yeah. um, and we get to Bill's favorite combiner, fucking Devastator. Fucking Devastator. That tells you that Megatron's not fucking around. He brought Devastator on board. And Devastator transforms and starts beating the shit out of the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devastator takes a couple of shots from this weird fucking big ballista thing. Doesn't even do anything. The other Decepticons <laughs> fucking scramble. Give no shits. The other Decepticons are like, holy shit, we need to get the fuck away from these explosions. Devastator just throws part of Autobot City at uh, at them. <laughs> it's I'll fantastic. I'll you with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. That's how Devastator do. Yeah, that's how Devastator do. Uh, we get more fighting until so we get a really cool I, I love the scene where like it kind of pans back where you see fire going back and forth and it just slowly dies down there's no more shots the scene kind of grays out a little bit uh, and then we hear Megatron screaming their defenses are broken let the slaughter begin which is like holy fuck <laughs> the Decepticons are actually winning until until you got the touch <laughs> you got the power Optimus fucking Prime yeah. shows up and is a one-man wrecking crew. In fairness, he brings the Dinobots with him. He, he does. does. He does bring the Dinobots, so that's all you really need. You've got the fucking... Okay, four out of the five Dinobots, which makes me sad, by the way, because my favorite Dinobot, Snarl, is not there. Really? Yeah, the stego- he's the, stego- the Stegosaurus, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not yeah. there. He's not in the movie. The other four are there. For some reason, he's not there, and that makes me really sad. I think that back. I think the Stegosaurus, the Stegosaurus is Snarl. The slag is the 
Triceratops. Yeah, the, the Triceratops is there. The the Stegosaurus is not. Oh, he's not? Okay. No, yeah, okay. he's not there. That makes me really depressed and sad. I always he's... remember him being the one that devastated power bombs. No, that was uh, that was the Brachiosaur. Sludge? Sludge, yeah. Okay, I remember him hitting Sludge and Sludge's eyes bugging out on cartoony. <laughs> yeah, and, and then... Uh, but I thought he powerbombed somebody else. Yeah, and then the Pterodactyl who did nothing in the Swoop. movie. Swoops. Yeah, Swoops, who comes down and just gets like rubble <laughs> dropped on him. He's like, oh... Um, so yeah, we get a really cool scene of the Autobot, or sorry, of the Dinobots fighting Devastator, and that was pretty. That was pretty fun. Uh, we also got Optimus Prime just transforming and just beating the shit out of these Decepticons, shooting them one. At, a really cool scene. He like rockets up. He like drives up, rockets up out of his tra- as he transforms and just slow motion and just guns down like Soundwave and Thundercracker and Skywarp, and it's just. It's amazing. I think at one point he runs over Blitzwing. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he does. <laughs> he runs him down pretty good, too. Yeah, he does. Like, Blitzwing's just like, I'm going to stop him. And Optimus is like, fuck you, buddy. And just rams directly into him. It's amazing. Uh, we get the touch. The good touch. From Stan, from Stan Bush. Uh, shit just got real. The bush touch. The bush. T- touch and bush. We're touching bush over here. First time ever. Are we? Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, we get I then. Was not prepared for this. <laughs> so, sorry, Sam. Uh, so oh, you shave? <laughs> <laughs> not going there. So we are. Are we not? Optimus stands face to face with Megatron, and we get one of the coolest fucking lines: "One shall stand, one shall fall." Which they totally stole in the first Michael Bay Transformers. Yeah, well, I, yeah. Well, there's a lot of stuff that they took from it's, yeah. it's called an homage, Bill. Yeah. It's called an homage. Um, <laughs> to which, <laughs> to which uh, uh, Megatron says, I'll crush you with my bare hands and decides I'm not even going to use my fucking giant cannon, which, by the way, is a not a, why? Like, that not the best idea he's ever had. doesn't really fit his character either. It really, I don't, I don't, think I don't know. I'll use this button. Okay, fair enough. Uh, it is a dumb decision. We get a badass fight scene between the two, and some for some reason, Hot Rod just decides, "I've got to save Optimus." No, oh, stay the fuck back. Yeah, I'm gonna what do it something. Was, was that like they got to a point where like Optimus was thinking that Megatron was actually yielding? Yes, and he went for the other gun. Yeah, not that you know the Transformer that is a gun needs yes. to get a gun. <laughs> yeah, me- 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 yeah, right. <laughs> so yeah, so he, you could transform into a gun, just start going pew pew. That's how guns sound like. Yeah. By the way, uh, well, but, in the Transformer <laughs> canon, that's what they sound like. Basically. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. There, uh, Megatron decides to totally play up like a Ric Flair move, and says like, "Show me mercy." He begs off. He does. He totally does the Ric Flair begging off in the corner thing, and Optimus just falls for it. Woo! Um, yeah, he does. Optimus totally falls for it, and that's when, like you said, Sam, Hot Rod jumps in and says, "No, you don't." Um, he holds. Rod, a uh, hot rod. He holds the rod. <laughs> <laughs> We're touching bush and holding rods here, folks. Oh, takes. You got the rod. <laughs> oh my god! Instruments uh, of destruction. Let's remember that. This, yes. Oh, oh my, my god. god! So he holds hot rod hostage and then just starts blasting the shit out of uh, poor Optimus. Optimus falls. Megatron makes the classic heel mistake of gloating. Optimus fucking double axe handles him to the face. And apparently that's all it needed because Megatron is like out after that. Yeah. Like, he hit right. his finisher. Uh, and then uh, Optimus collapses as well. So uh, they're both mortally wounded at this point. Uh, speaking of gloating, 
Starscream shows up. Of course. And uh, gives Megatron, just I love it, just, just kicks him. Just right in the ribs, if he had, real, if he had ribs. Just gives him a kick. He's like, nyeh! <laughs> and then he's like, fuck it! He says, we're gitfoing. And says, let's get off of this planet right now. He's like, cheese it. Yeah, yeah, he, he does. Uh, thankfully, Soundwave is around, because he was going to leave Megatron he there. He was just, <laughs> just going to totally bail and be like, see you later. You're done. Uh, but, of course, Soundwave picks up uh, being the second in command in a way, being the ever-trusted one. He picks him up and takes him away. They get on Astro Train, which is my, again, the physics in this. How do they all fit on Astro Train? Like, Astro Train is just slightly bigger than them. Right. Like, it makes no sense. I guess there's some mass shifting where, like, just like Megatron turning into a handheld gun for Starscream. Yeah. I it's guess. just the other way around. Oh, it's that's, weird. that's why he didn't grab the guy, Spike, and use his own gun when he was firing it off. That could us. be. Yeah, he yeah. was like, where's Starscream? No yeah. Where? Yeah, Starscream does this. That's what yeah, his job is. Well, his scope um, is a gun, too, though, so, I mean, he's got he to <laughs> <laughs> then we cut. It was a stressful day, Bill. It was. There was a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. Logic wasn't part of it. So then we cut to the most disturbing thing that I remember from my childhood at all. We get the death scene of Optimus Prime. Yeah, I know. That was horrible. It's yeah. it's terrible. Everyone is gathered around to watch Optimus on his deathbed. He's literally hooked up to machines that are like somehow taking his vitals. I don't know how this works. Um, <laughs> I don't know how it worked when Ratchet's not there. Oh, oh, that panda! I'm serious. This would be Ratchet's job. This would be Ratchet's job. You're, I you're, think. I guess. I guess Cup. Well, kind of. Ratchet you know. was a medical officer. Yes. Wheeljack was a mechanic. Yes. So who was the actual Autobot doctor? That's a good point. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I think Hot Rod kind of shows that he's got some. He, he kind of. I mean, and I think the fact that he's he called did some Hot EMP Rod training, fine. And he's he, well, he's kind of called Hot Rod. You think of like you know you're working under the hood a lot under your under your your sports car, your racing car. So he you know he does rebuild Cup later on. So maybe he had something to do with this. I don't okay, know. okay. It, it kind kind of makes sense. So yeah, we get this really depressing scene where he's where Optimus is. Saying all these sad things like, you know, I gotta pass the Matrix on, and he says you're gonna pass it the to Unibub of <laughs> the Unibub. Oh. So wait, the mono titty. Oh. <laughs> so disturbing. <laughs> so very disturbing. And this is why I didn't finish it last night. I had to oh, watch it today. Good fucking lord. So he passes it on to the worst Autobot of all time, Ultra Magnus, for some reason. Uh, and uh, we get a bit Ultra of- Magnus is the worst of all time. Uh, he's coming up later. Oh, you're not. Yeah. No, you are not going to bad talk Wheelie. Oh, yeah, fucking. Oh, oh no, Wheelie. No, I love. I'd bad talk him and rhyme if I, I had any rapping ability. Wheelie, <laughs> Wheelie is in my heart. I love Wheelie so much. Love Wheelie. We'll that, talk about that. Cannot be healthy. We will get. We'll get there. <laughs> that, will, <laughs> that will cause arrhythmia. <laughs> so, uh, we get a bit of foreshadowing. Uh, spoilers, where he accidentally drops the Matrix and uh, Hot Rod catches it. Here's the most important thing ever. Whoops. <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> to be fair, Optimus is dying. Okay? That's not now, yeah, but somebody should have been helping him. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, but yeah. Like, no, no, you leave that in your chest. I'll get it. Hot Rod catches, c- catches the Matrix, and isn't there a moment of, like, weird animation? Like, in yeah. the scene where, like, he kind of, like, Hot Rod kind of shifts form slightly? Or am I, am I making that up? I don't remember the form shift. But there was like a weird animation like of like they like they they potentially stopped on him like he here he's yeah, holding there was, it. There's definitely a, a There's like a, a, a pause. Like a shimmer or something. Yeah. Shimmer. Yeah. Uh and then he anticlimactically just hands it to Ultra Magnus who so just here, slaps it in his chest. Oh, there you that's go. what you do with the mono titty. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Um, and then Prime dies. And 
dies, and my childhood dies, and uh, Prime for some reason turns completely gray. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what happened? I don't. Yeah, he turns completely but, gray. I mean, but that doesn't make sense because if we look at season like three or four, when Optimus Prime comes back, spoilers, um, <laughs> that like, he's he's like painted up. He's not gray. Well. Didn't the... More spoilers. Um, <laughs> it's a metaphor. Didn't, yeah, didn't the Quintessons take Oh, uh, you're right. So maybe they paint they give him a yeah, paint job? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and the only reason that. Optimus died in this movie was because at the same time they were doing the G.I. Joe movie and there was talks about Duke dying. Yeah, they wanted to kill Duke. Yeah. Oh. So, so it was between the two of them. They decided okay. to do it with Optimus and everybody's like, like, oh, fuck that. And they're like, oh, um, no, not dead. Coma. Yep. Duke's in a coma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That movie itself was pretty... Like, they ramped that movie up. Oh, yeah, no, they did from both the original of them. Two. It's, it's crazy. Um, so Unicron is watching. We get the same scene played out again of the Patriots... Of the Patriots? Of the Matrix being passed on. And he is pissed. Mm-hmm. He is like, rawr! Not happy. Not happy. In case you didn't know from that rawr. 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 Uh, it's one of the many rawrs we get of, uh, of Unicron. We go to the end of Megatron now. Uh, Astro Train is flying very haphazardly in the air and is like, we need to get rid of some weight. I'm never going to make it back to Cybertron. In you space. motherfuckers. Yeah, right. Yeah, you, you, drunk in space. Yeah. Maybe, and I forgot about that. <laughs> you, you motherfuckers are heavy. <laughs> Drop some weight. But uh, you wouldn't need to. No. There's no weight in space. It's weightless. That's what I thought too. And, but evidently... and to be fair, some of those Decepticons could just fly out there with Astro Train. Yeah. Well, they could. So, like. Put the ones who are injured inside Astro Train, fucking Blitzwing and Starstream can fly outside out like like next to him. Why does this have to be a thing? I don't know. This doesn't make any sense. Well, that and you just fire your rockets in the right direction, and then you just go because it's space. <laughs> like, there's not weight and wind shear and <laughs> objects in motion stay in motion. So, in this flawed theory, they decide to go along with the classic survival of the fittest. Uh, and Megatron, the Insecticon, Skywarp, Thundercracker are all against this. They're like, because yeah. they're like, let's put it into a vote. They're like, nay, because they're like dying. Um, so yeah, uh, the Insecticon, Skywarp, Thundercracker, all just thrown out. Just, we're gonna throw you out with like yesterday's garbage. And then, uh, we get a scene where Megatron is being lifted up by Starscream. He's like, wait, I'm still alive. I still function. And I love it. This is why I love Starscream. He's like, he won a bet. (laughs) (laughs) And fucking dumps his ass outside. And Megatron goes careening out into space, screaming, Starscream! (laughs) So fucking badass. Love it. Love that character. So really the majority of this movie is Starscream's fault. Essentially. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it could have been solved if Starscream wasn't a dick. So, <laughs> I think that's pretty much the series, though. Too, I think that is, I think that's the, I think that is the series. We're gonna see some. If you watch seasons three and four, there are some things because with Starscream specifically, him being a dick that causes some more troubles. Oh, yeah. Even in Beast Wars. Oh yeah, yeah, he was in Beast Wars. Yeah, 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 totally. Starscream is super stoked, and he says, "We should pick a new leader. I'm the leader." And it becomes a big rumble inside when Devastator's like, um, motherfucker, we form Devastator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should fucking rule. Yeah. We're tired of just being, like, told what to do. We'll fucking step on you. And uh, poor Astro Train is, like, just rumbling back and forth as they're all beating the shit out of each other for the leadership. My, my favorite line, aside from the Starscream line, at one point where Soundwave is like, 
I should be leader. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember who says it, but someone says, no one would follow an uncharismatic boar like you. And Rumble comes out and he's like, hey, nobody calls Soundwave uncharismatic. <laughs> <laughs> great. Just great line. Uh, so they Rumble. And, they, and Frenzy. And, fr- and they Frenzy. Yeah, they do. And uh, they, they, they head off back to Cybertron. So then we cut to a scene of the dying Decepticons just kind of floating in space. And they are met up with Unicron, motherfucking Unicron. And uh, by the way, I want to say right now, because we actually get a little bit of dialogue from Unicron, we know that he's sentient, and uh, he's voiced by Orson Welles. And an interesting fact, this was the very last role, uh, any voice role that Orson Welles ever did. Any role he ever any, did. Any role at all. Yeah, yeah any, yeah, any no, role at all. So yeah, He died during filming. Yeah, yeah. so it's and pretty neat. Yeah, he's... Not that he died. That's no, not terrible. No, no, that's terrible. That <laughs> is terrible. Um, but again, you... I mean, you, he was pretty old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and if you don't In know fact. who Orson Welles is, I'm sorry, please Google his name. And the man's a legend. So Megatron says, I am not going to be your bitch. And Unicron is like, oh yeah, you're going to be my bitch. Uh, and decides to uh, basically do this weird effect he does throughout the movie of like getting into his head and like, I don't know, fucking with a circuitry or something and causing him to like spaz out. I don't know exactly what he's doing. Do you have any idea what that is? I think he's just reformatting him. I mean, really. It- yeah. From what I understand from the comics, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that Cybertron is Primus, mm-hmm. and that makes the the god of the Transformers, mm-hmm. the creator, and so Unicron is essentially Transformer Satan. That's kind of cool. Because like, they're primordial, yeah. dualistic enemies. That's that totally makes sense, because he is a giant, floating space butthole. Right. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can totally see how that would be Satan in right. this case, yes. Yeah. Because it's tough. <laughs> so, like, Cybertron is Primus, but his sentience isn't there because, like, he has sentient life on him. Yeah. That's interesting. And Unicron's hmm. just like, no, I'm keeping my sentience, I'm going to eat all you motherfuckers. Hmm. So, Megatron <laughs> is... Are those Kaufman green peas? <laughs> <laughs> so, Megatron is forced to do uh, the bidding of Unicron, and uh, they're all transformed because, like... They're not going to be able to do much with our dead, dying, decaying bodies. Uh, so, so the Insecticons Upgrade. become <laughs> the sweeps. And the sweeps are basically like these weird Cybertronian spaceships. Yeah, like hovercrafts. Yeah, or like something. hovercrafts. Or so they're really weird looking. Yeah. Uh, the Thundercracker and Skywarp become, one becomes, I believe, Cyclonus and one becomes Scourge. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Scourge is one of the sweeps. He looks very similar. He's like the boss of the sweeps. Yes. And then we get Cyclonus, who is uh, just kind of like a jet. Yeah, like Galvatron's right-hand man. Yeah. yeah. And what's weird in this scene, and, and there's a few other times where, like, they make strange choices. They show two Cyclonuses? Like, he has an armada of, like, clones of himself. Yeah, yeah like, they say, like, and the armada, and they, like, show a couple. Show a couple. But, like, that doesn't carry over into... Yeah, you never see it again. Yeah, like, this is the only time you ever see more than one of Cyclonus. Yeah, you see an army of sweeps. And he doesn't get a voice in this, actually. We don't get a voice for Cyclonus until the, the series. He actually never speaks, which is I find very interesting too. Never right. gets scourge. Um, voice acting cuts. Um, so or, or budget. Um, so and uh, then we get Megatron, who becomes completely mentally the mentally tormented, fucked up Galvatron. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna see why he acts the way that he does in seasons three and four of the series here in this movie. Uh, so Galvatron is just kind of a really cool upgraded version of Megatron yeah. like he's, he's he we get this really neat scene where we see him like broken down to like this almost like a schematic and they reform the schematic to like instead of like really kind of sharp corners and stuff he gets like kind of a smooth and, mm-hmm. and uh, instead of like like kind of that gray and white he's like purple 
Yeah. Which is pretty badass. Something on purple. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, Galvatron in this, not in the series, but in the movie, is voiced by Leonard Nimoy, a.k.a. Spock. Yeah. Right? Which is pretty awesome. Which is pretty yeah. great, too. Yeah. Although, as much as I love Spock, I do love the series voice for Galvatron more. Like, I think, I just, there's something about, like, the... You're probably just more used to him. Maybe that's it. That's it's like, it's I think like this... when we listen to Watch Excel, and it's like... Right. The other actors didn't do bad, it's just... I spent a lot of time going, who the fuck is that? But there's that, that whole, like, psychopathic way that that actor plays the character. Well, I mean, it's Frank Welker. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and like, he's gonna bring something good. Yeah. That and uh, Leonard Nimoy is not known for playing psychotic. Yeah, absolutely bad, not. Psychos or bad guys. Right. You know, he's always very reserved and calm. Cut and dry. And, uh, and cut and yep. dry and, and good. Yeah. And wise. You know, you don't see him being like, ah, I'm a fucking crazy motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So then we go to uh, Starscream's coronation. Uh, I, love the, I love that he's... He's been waiting for this moment for so long, and they're they're trying to put it on the, on the crown, but the constructor cons keep playing these bugles, <laughs> and he's like, just just stop, get on with the ceremony, and he just keep playing, and he just get fucking, on with it, get on with it, and he fucking just blasts them and all like one shot like cuts down all the bugles, uh, and he I love in the scene he's got a really badass cape. And a fucking crown, and it looks cool. Like he looks like a fucking king in this scene. Yeah. I wish I could have given got you the the toy of that. That because there was a toy of him that had a cloth cape and a crown, and that would have been like my crown like achievement of all things. That really that's cool. so amazing. It was really expensive. I imagine it probably was. He starts to give this rousing speech until Galvatron shows up. He he and his boys roll up. He drive by. Fucking turns stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. Like he shows up, Starscream's like Megatron, is that you? <laughs> and he says, Here's a hint. Transforms into a fucking cannon. So it, unlike Megatron turns into a handgun, Galvatron turns into a fucking cannon, a laser cannon, and just one shot destroys Starscream in a really disturbing just, scene just again. Pulverizes yeah, yeah, like like Starscream turns to dust. Literally, all that's left are parts of his feet and the crown, and the okay. crown, and and we get a cool scene where actually, as much as I love Starscream, was sad about his death. There's a cool scene where you just see like the crown falling down the stairs, and Galvatron just crushes it, fucking badass. And then all the Decepticons like pussies fall in line. They just yeah. decide, uh, yep, yeah, you're our leader now. Okay, <laughs> what's your name? Okay, you're good. Yeah, you're cool. no, that that seemed to work out. Yeah. So we go to uh, Unicron and the moons of Cybertron. Nom nom nom. We get Jazz and Cliffjumper, who are freaked the fuck out, obviously by Unicron. But, okay, you're on a secret base where you're doing secret things and watching Cybertron. You are telling me that they don't have any way to tell that there's a giant fucking planet that, or planet-looking thing moving into their orbit unexpectedly? They can't be like, hmm, that's strange. Maybe we should send out scouts for that. You know, I'm beginning to wonder if, like, Gal- not Galvatron, but uh, Unicron doesn't have some kind of cloaking device. They right. don't know that he's showing up. They'd have to. Because, like, he just sh- rolls up and, like, oh, my God, where'd that giant planet yeah, come exactly. from? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that he's going really fast. Maybe. Like, but that fast? Like, I don't know. He is, like, Transformer Satan. True. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's, it's you know weird. what? Maybe he's got Transformer tele- Satan! <laughs> maybe he's got teleportation. I mean, that's not anything. Oh, yeah, yeah that, know, wouldn't like, out, that wouldn't be out of the, no, out of the question. Be. That's interesting. I mean, Galactus is the way of doing it. It's true. And he is basically the Galactus of this universe. Right. So, uh, so they, uh, Jazz and Cliffjumper try to escape, but they do get word across to Moonbase 2, where Bumblebee and Spike are, and like a good human, Spike decides, let's just blow up the fucking moon and take him with him, which by the way is a brilliant plan. 
Like, that's a smart plan. Yeah. Like... It's solid. It sounds like what a human would come up with. Yeah, no, it... Um, so they, they set the detonation, and, uh, they get off the planet, and... Or the moon, rather, and... They think they've done it. They fucking blew up Unicron. And so the dust settles, and they realize they did nothing. Like, not even a dent. And fucking Spike says, Oh shit, what are we gonna do now? Kid show, Spike. Kid show. Stop that. Fucking crazy. Uh, so... Yeah, no. Fuck, fuck, shit balls. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. If this was reality, that's exactly... He'd be like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, what do we do? Bumblebee! Unicron is, is unfazed. And, uh, yeah, they, they, uh, they get sucked inside of Unicron as well. So, more of my childhood is just ruined no, here. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So sad. I don't understand how, spoilers, we get a little bit later. How did they not get devoured then by these giant clamps? How did they make it into their untouched? But anyway. They were well, smaller than the clamps? I, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so, I mean, there's pieces of food. Like, how is there corn in your poop? Are you, are you saying that Bumblebee and Spike are the corn in Unicron's poop? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so Galvatron gets pissed that Unicron is, like, destroying his planet's moons. He's like, um, dude, that belongs to my planet. You should probably stop. And Unicron gives no fucks. <laughs> no fucks. And basically fucks with his mind again and says, you're going to do what I say. Uh, and then the Decepticons decide, okay, well, I guess we'll go destroy Earth now. So we get a battle on Earth. Ultra Magnus is trying to get the Autobots to Cybertron because news came in that, like, Holy shit, there's something eating the moon. So they decide, we should probably go take care of that. Fuck it, let's stay here. <laughs> yeah, right? And before they could leave, the Decepticons show up and attack. How far were they? Like, they just, like, show up next second. Like, let's go to Earth. We're at Earth. Let's go. Space Bridge? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I forget about yeah. those fucking Space Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> so they attack. Galvatron is riding... Okay, again. <sighs> Spatial. He's riding inside, like, Cyclonus. Like, what? I have that Carbino Wars toy of Cyclonus. Uh-huh. And when you make him into a torso and head for a big yeah. combiner, it's the Galvatron head. Uh, so it's playing Oma- play, play, yeah, So the Galvatron's inside the... Cyclonus. Interesting. So, yeah, I don't... Oh, anyway. Uh, Daniel almost dies again. This is death count number two. Get him! <sighs> but he's saved. Maybe the third time will be a charm. Doubt it. Yeah, probably not. Uh, we get a little bit of sexual tension between Hot Rod and RC, because obviously uh, if you've yeah. got a female character, there's got to be that sexual, hot sexual tension here. <laughs> but his name is Hot Rod. It is Hot Rod. She wants that Hot Rod. Uh, and uh, we get Blur attempting to push Grimlock into the ship. RC as real cunt? No, because it's spelled A-R-C-E-E. Although, the although, disguise. although it is, I think, a, it's gotta be a play on words of RC cars. Right, right yeah. I'm sure, right? It's gotta be. Yeah. I mean, what else, like, why else would they yeah. name her that? So yeah, Blur's trying to... Ready oh. for Kungalingus. Oh my god. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> it's not RFC. Alright. You don't, you don't abbreviate the, the of. Oh my god. Um, not, it's not ready of Kungalingus, it's ready for. Anyway. Either way, um, you don't, you don't abbreviate for either. Blur is trying to push Grimlock into the shuttle, which, as Sam knows, because Grimlock is her favorite character... It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna fucking work. Grimlock sees destruction. Sorry, I'm still stuck on that RC thing. <laughs> <laughs> Grimlock wants to destroy the, the, the Decepticons. They eventually get the shuttles. They take off. Almost leave RC behind somehow. Like, how how, where, how did she fall behind? I don't know. This is because... Is this like you a know, sexist joke? <laughs> women don't run as fast, we, obviously. Women take a long time to get ready. You know, <laughs> I wonder, because, like, this is going oh, no. to be number, the third time that Daniel almost died. And I think she was helping him get into the... Oh, uh, you might be right. The ship. You're probably right. Everybody's just standing around going, wait, did we bring the pussy? 
God damn it. Where's the female? <laughs> Where's the, the robo-gina? Oh, we'd like to apologize to all female robots out there. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> we apologize if the show's making you seem so... This is terrible. Uh, so they, they escape somehow. They get away on their ships. And uh, we're on our way to Cybertron, folks. Uh, we get a weird scene where Cup is retelling one of his war stories. And I love this scene because Grimlock is just so interested. Like, like he tell me more war stories. <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about Pedro, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's the line. Yeah. And uh, it's just great because Cup does not really care for Grimlock. He's just like, oh, get out of my way. But man, he loves his war stories. He does. So meanwhile, Hot Rod is sparring with some weird like robo sparring partner, yeah. uh, who, who actually takes a cheap shot on Hot Rod, and Hot Rod's like, I'm going to strangle this robot, it's great. Um, punch. But before he can destroy this robot and choke a bitch, uh, we get Galvatron catching up, because he's got his fucking big ship, and uh, we get another space battle that uh, goes on. Hot Rod, Cup, and the Dinobots end up crashing on an alien planet, we'll talk more about that in a minute. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Leaving Ultra Magnus, Springer, RC, Perceptor, and Daniel, and the other uh, getaway ship deciding we're going to die if we don't just, like, jettison the front of this. Which makes me wonder. They're like, but we can't do that. Were there other Autobots in the back part that just died? Like, they're just like, but we'll leave them behind. Probably. That's sad. That's how they got rid of some of the other ones, so they got more toys in. Oh, fair enough. I mean, if you want to be generous, there could be supplies and shit back there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Like, we need those supplies. Energon ammo. Energon back there. Food for Daniel. It would make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Human chow. (laughs) It would make sense why when it blows up, it just goes up like crazy. Um, Orphan chow. Orphan chow. That's so sad. Uh, So Gavitron blows the fuck out of the backside of the ship and thinks he's killed Ultra Magnus in the Matrix. But of course, Unicron is like, Starts punishing his mind. Is like, no, you fucking moron. And Galvatron's like, all right, we're going to go back and figure out what we did wrong. Uh, Ultra Magnus's group decide to head for the planet of junk. Because that's a thing. Junk planet. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, why Hot Rod didn't end up on the planet of junk is beyond me. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. That should have been after Unicron blew up, so... Right. Spoiler. Oh, Jesus Christ, Bill. We haven't even gotten to the end of the movie yet. (laughs) I was just imagining a giant robot dick flying around. Oh, my God. The planet junk. Oh, my God. I'm out of this part because I didn't get this far. Uh, Actually, we did get pretty... We got... Close to this? Yeah, no, we were totally like they had. Dude, I don't remember Dude, any of this. Part like, of Corey, if you have dick jokes to throw in, please just, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just add, add in. That's half of our podcast. I, okay, penis. Thank you. <laughs> so we uh, we cut away to our crash landing. We're underwater with nothing's going to stand in our way, and that's Not nothing. Tonight. And yes, and that's nothing without no. the G. So that's how you know that it's a really serious, awesome Pretty song. Serious. Uh, performed by Spectre General, who I have no, I never heard of aside outside of this movie. Great song, it's though. It's okay. That's the only song you need to know by them. It's right. true. Actually, no, they played the, another one coming up as well. There's a, two songs off the soundtrack by them that you need what? to know. Yeah. What? Uh, so Hot Rod is underwater in some sort of thorny metal kelp of some sort, uh, and they're oh, random. Yeah, yeah, yes. And there's also a weird Bits scene of like. Again, it's another planet with like robot things. Like there's yeah, little, right, like robot piranhas, right? like like little ones no, floating around. No. Uh, and some <laughs> baby some, sharktacons. Yeah, baby sharktacons. Yeah, that's basically shark- what they are. Yeah. And for some reason, Hot Rod has a buzzsaw hand and cuts Good. them up. I guess. I know. Let's not question it because like at one point in the series, like 
Optimus had a... Uh, oh, did he have a mace had, hand? Yeah. No, it was either he had the mace hand or he had the axe. Oh, and Megatron had the other one. I think it might have been the... Yeah, you're right. That's fucked yeah. up. That's fucking See? weird. See? So, like, they yeah, have weird things. It's still better than all the weird shit that pops out of their hands in the Michael Bay movies. That's true. That is really true. That's true. Uh, so, he has to fight Robofish, and then he finds Cup being strangled by a giant robot octopus? Kind of weird. Um, So he beats the Robo Kraken um, by blasting (laughs) his eye, and then uh, it sprays oil everywhere. I assume it's oil. It's not going to be like ink. Uh, And then uh, Hyrat has to collect the pieces of cup. If it was oil, it'd all float to the top of the water, though. That's true. Right? It's robo blood. It's it's robo blood. Yeah, it's... Yeah, and it it, it floats away, and uh, cup has been ripped apart. That uh, that octopus's name is BP. <laughs> topical. Not really. I mean, but I guess formally topical. Uh, so he collects the pieces, and they uh, we come back to the planet of junk. And uh, can anyone guess why it's called the planet of junk? Penises everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Fields of Wang. <laughs> Close. I feel like that should be a band name. Fields, Fields of Wang. Of Wang. <laughs> I it's going to be the title of this episode. Uh, <laughs> No, the, no, Bill. The planet of junk is literally just apparently where other planets like Earth or wherever where they've run out of places to put their shit. They just take it to this planet, and there is a race of robots that's like, please, bring us your shit. We want more junk. They they thrive on that so shit. So he's not actually talking about shit shit, and they're not actually talking about penises. Like, they mean garbage. Yes. So, yes. So ab- for those of you who are like... Look at my terrible. suit of dirty diapers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would have made the Junkions even more interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're interesting, but that would have been a weird twist. Uh, so the Autobots had crashed, and they're mostly okay. Daniel has survived. Uh, and he gets his own exosuit. <laughs> Are you boring you, Sam? I'm sorry. I'm sorry we're boring you, Sam. I want Daniel to be dead. I'm so- <laughs> so you and me both. Uh, they head out into the planet, and we get a glimpse of some robot inhabitants, and they all talk TV. Yeah. Like all, all, if you're watching it now, you probably won't get half of the references, um, but if you were a child of the 80s, You'd be like, oh, they're talking like all these commercials. It's great. Um, <laughs> Do you ever see that Amazing Stories episode? And you're into horror. You remember yeah. the show Amazing Stories? Yeah. Do you ever see the episode where, like, the alien culture was getting all the old TV from Earth? No. And, like, they did their own version of I Love Lucy and... I don't remember that, but I do remember the show. That just makes me... Think of that because, like, all of our, it's kind of like what they're they've doing. They've got all of our old radio broadcasts. They do. They like it. Yeah, it's kind of you know what I'm talking about at all. That sounds f- really familiar. Like, I've seen either that or a parody of that. Done I think before. it's probably that straightforward because that was kind of a comedy in its own right. Okay, yeah, because I, I that sounds really familiar. Uh, we go back to Hot Rod and Cup. Hot Rod lives up to his name of uh, being a hot rod and 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 kind of working under the hood. That sounds really bad, <laughs> uh, but he 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 fixes Cup. So that that's the thing that sounds bad in this entire podcast. No, well, no, well, yeah, fair enough. Oh, fair enough. Get ready to hold on to your hat. <laughs> what is that? Cup protects Hot Rod. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that is great. That is... And the podcast is over. Best joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we are fly through the rest of this then, because uh, we will not live up to that. They they go off in search of the Dinobots, who are nowhere to be found for some <laughs> reason. They probably got bored and wandered off. Um, it happens. But instead, they find Sharktacons, uh, which are literally what they sound like, robots that turn into sharks, that apparently have legs. Yes. So, <laughs> Shark, yeah. leg sharks, Le- leg sharks, land sharks. It's like it's like street sharks, land not, sharks. Not as cool. 
Shark. I found a street. Sh- I found a street shark. I was walking my dog the other day, and there was a street shark sitting out in the road. I almost stole it, but I was like, "It probably belongs to this kid that lives in the house." And if I were a kid, and I accidentally left it outside, I'd be really upset. And I had a conscience, even though I'm like, I don't know if I have that street shark. <laughs> oh my god! I know, right? And I'm like, first I'm like, where the fuck did the, like does someone get a street shark? Right? Yeah, right. Nowadays. Like- that kid probably doesn't even know. I, I can't know. appreciate the I know, full extent of the street. I know shark. of five in existence, and I own two of them, and he owns three of them. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> like I, that's... I almost picked it up. I should have. I didn't, though. I, 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 yeah. And it wasn't there when I went back. So either the kid got it, or someone else stole someone it. Else stole it. <laughs> someone else like, hey, street shark, mine. <laughs> uh, should have taught the kid a lesson. This is what you. This is why you don't leave your shit laying around. Um. So they decide. Well, let's talk to these shark creatures because that sounds like a good idea and they come up with what sounds like the most bullshit idea that i've ever heard of the quote-unquote universal greeting yeah that we've not ever seen. yeah no like, so the like, first time they bring it they show up on earth they talk to humans let's try the universal greeting no um the, the universal greeting uh is ba weep grana weep Nini bon or bong i don't know what they're bon, i want yeah. i, I, I want to hope it's bong so they're like they're like hey it translates loosely to hey we come in peace let's smoke the pipe um but because <laughs> like i feel like that smoke would be a universal pipe, reading uh. um but uh and offer them energon cookies yes that that's what actually did it because they didn't yeah. they were kind of like huh what because they're stupid and then now i'll just offer them an energon cookie or goodie and they say well don't worry now they'll give us one back they'll reciprocate Good thing Spike wasn't with him. With ba weep grana weep nidibon, you shithead. Hey, <laughs> fucking what up, too? Swearing and, Spike is my new favorite character on our show. Okay, so I, I think he's going to be a recurring character from now on. We're, we're definitely going to come back to swearing Spike. Um, potty mouth Spike. So uh, that doesn't work out. And the Sharktacons attack and take them in. And we're introduced briefly to one of the best characters in the movie, Wheelie, who is following them. Uh, we'll get to Wheelie in a minute. Oh, fuck you with your Wheelie. I fucking love oh, Wheelie! Oh, God, Wheelie. I love Wheelie. Sam, come on, back I, me up I here. can't back you up Oh, with that. but Wheelie's great. In small doses. Corey. Yes, sir. You don't really know who he is. Can you just tell me he's great? He's awesome. Thank you, man. He's I the appreci- best. I appreciate Around that. Around the world. <laughs> That's gonna get... Uh, They're making a Wheelie toy. Are they really? With the Generations. That's awesome! And he's gonna be uh, built so that the Titan Masters can drive him. Bad ass. That is fantastic. I love it. We get. Uh, that was quite your Rickgar, too. They made the, you know, the little motorcycle I have yeah. that's a uh, uh, groove. Yeah. They they remolded him into Rickgar. That's cool. I almost bought you that. That is pretty I wasn't fantastic. sure if that's something you would actually like. I, I do like Rickgar. Rickgar is pretty fantastic. I, I do enjoy Rickgar. I've got a Gen 1. Nice. Oh, son of a bitch. That's amazing. Dude, I got a lot of the Gen 1. I know ones. you do. That's. You, I envy you. So they're taken into custody, and uh, they're brought in uh, apparently in the middle of a trial where we get these strange beings that I guess are kind of robot, but I think they're also kind of organic, some of them. I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell. I assume they were robotic. Okay. It's kind of hard. Like, the ones that aren't like the five faces, they're a little bit harder to tell. Because they got, like, weird, like, tentacles. But I guess they could just be robot robot tentacles. I just assume they were robot tentacles. Right. Yeah, it's, is this it's, the first time we meet the Quintessons? It is. Okay. This is. Um, then they they are given the name the Quintessons in this, uh, and they, the first time we see the two types, we get the one that's kind of like this weird, gnarly. I don't even know how to describe the faces of the single faced ones. They're almost kind of like little reptilian. I don't know. Kind of. Little reptilian ish, yeah. uh, like kind of in their features. Uh, and then you get the one that's literally like five masks. 
that spin around on a on a kind of a a, a pivot. And uh, they have like this weird. Like, it looks like a top with tentacles. It yeah. does, and it's got like a. It, it hovers. It's got like a like a jetpack that ho- hovers it. It's very weird. Like a Mister Handy. Like a Mister Handy, absolutely to bring it back to Fallout. I think the Red Dudes. Red Dudes. Um, that's our podcast within a podcast. Yeah, that doesn't actually exist. If we want to do because it'd be amazing. Um, but we run out of things to talk about after like three episodes. I think the masks each represent a different emotion. Mm-hmm. They're like a fucked up version of Inside Out. Okay. Yeah. Like. I mean, like, one's, like, jealousy, and one's, like, anger, and... Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I have to look that up again. I don't remember. Yeah, they, they definitely, I think, fit some sort of motif of uh, emotions. I remember when the the third and fourth season, like, after episodes every once in a while, and they did this in the first and second season, I think, too, where they'd have that announcer voice give us some information about the characters. I think they talked about that when they talked about the Quintessons. They said, each of the five phases represents some aspect of emotion or something like that. Right. Okay. Um so yeah, we're introduced to them. They're uh, they're apparently putting people on trial, and it's really weird. And I still I, I kind of get it now, but I didn't get it when I was a kid. They're like, "Is he guilty or innocent?" And they call him innocent, and then they throw him in a fucking pool full of shartacons. I'm assuming it's just a mockery of the court yeah, it's system, a kangaroo court, basically. Like like we're gonna say you're innocent to get a laugh out of it, and then we're gonna fucking murder you. Yeah. So they witness someone get eaten by Shartacons. No, they're put in no, jail. No. Yeah, no, no. They're, they're another explanation of the uh, origin of Transformers also. Yes, which we get into in season three and four. Yes. Yeah. They finally get into that. We don't I, get it here. but I think they're lying shitheads. I don't think that's true. But You don't think so? I like the idea that Primus is the planet, mm-hmm. Cybertron. His consciousness and life force is in the Cybertronian race. And that these guys just made this up to like, gain power? Well, I think they did probably come there and enslave them. Okay, that's, but, that's interesting. But I mean, they could once they enslaved them, they could tell them whatever they wanted. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's kind of a cool theory. I like that. Uh, they get thrown in jail, and they meet up with Craddix, who is actually was on that first planet that was devoured at the very beginning of the movie. Right. He says, "Hey, my planet was eaten by Unicron." They're like, "What the fuck's a Unicron?" And then he basically gives you assholes tell us there's a Unicron. Right. Exactly. He, they don't even get a chance to ask him that because Craddix is drug out, put on trial. Craddock's bad mouth to the Quintessons a little bit before he's killed as well. And it's sad because he's the sole survivor of the Yeah, he is. He literally, he says to Hot Rod and and Cup, he's like, I'm the sole survivor of my people. And he gets eaten. Yeah. (laughs) Because I'm like, suck it, bitch. So sad. He's nuts. Yeah. All my all my test tubes of multicolored drank are gone anyway. Drank. Drank. <laughs> so oh, he is so that's sad. So so meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile the Dinobots are roaming around trying to find their friends. And uh they're introduced to Wheelie who kinda shoots them with his little uh little slingshot. Eat love him, it. Grimlock. No! I love that the, the Dinobots fight during this scene and uh one of my favorite lines, they're arguing back and forth. And they're like, you're full of beryllium baloney. <laughs> and the other Dinobot's like, well, yeah, well, you're full of cerulean salami. And it's, it's, it's a great line. It's so fucking bizarre. That would give any of you cancer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, as robots? What do you think? I don't know, anyway. Robot um, cancer. Robot cancer. Robot cancer might be the title of this. Uh, <laughs> the Dinobots are taunted by Wheelie, who then immediately befriends them by saying, like, hey, I know where your friends are. Uh... Wheelie say find friends today. And I love how Grimlock's like, then me Grimlock say we on our way. He like keeps the rhyme going. Yeah. They're best buds. They are best buds by the end of this movie. So we cut to Unicron and Galvatron. Galvatron says, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? I blew up the Matrix. Me, I'm the best. And Unicron's like, you're a fucking idiot. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, he's, he's like, you're a fucking moron. It's on the planet of junk. That has nothing to do with penises. <laughs> Go there immediately and take care of it. Go to planet junk. Uh, you 
You mean your penis? Speaking of Planet <laughs> Junk, Planet Junk Part 2, they're going about repairing the <laughs> ship when the Decepticons again reappear. Apparently they set up a space bridge there, too. Teleportation, Teleportation! Uh, a fight breaks this, out. I think this, the space bridge is a transporter. I don't think, like, there's a... Is there two sides? You to need it? two sides to it because they had to build the space bridge on Earth in the in the first season. Oh, okay, that was the, like that was the thing they had to build it so that way they could transport stuff. Like they they could that's why they couldn't bring a lot of the stuff from from Cybertron in. Right. They had to build the, that. That's why like throughout all season right. one they're like we have to build the space bridge. We have to build the space bridge, and Optimus kept stopping it. Perhaps Unicron can use his teleportation or his pseudo teleportation to move troops around. Uh, well, he is almighty and powerful, so right. it would make sense. Fight breaks out. Daniel can transform now, and it did not break his fucking spine, which makes me sad. Or it did, and now it's got a hinge in it. Oh, hingy spine. Um, we missed the part in the in the first time he did it. <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> oops, shit. Perceptor, you need to take care of that. So, Ultra Magnus. That's not how microscopes work. <laughs> that's true. Ultra Magnus. That's not how microscopes work. Ultra Magnus actually does one kind of cool thing where he literally protects them. Although he protects them by shooting rock in front of a way to like collapse them in behind this way, which Galvatron could just simply shoot. He sees it. He could be like, all right, I'm going to shoot behind that and just murder them all in one blast. And then Ultra Magnus, being the fucking dipshit that he is, is like, well, this is our darkest hour. I better open the Matrix. I better not just try to shoot them. This is like the worst thing that could ever happen. Oops! One guy showed up and wants to kill me. Yeah, I'm I, I'm an egotistical jackass. I I better stop. This is the darkest hour of all of mankind. I may die. Hey, again, he was trying to solve some mystery. <laughs> hey, man, give me your wallet. Oh, I'll give you my wallet. <laughs> yeah. No, because he doesn't know how to fucking open it. He's like, damn it, open. Which is our second curse word of, of the, but not not as bad as shit. But still, like he's just like. How do you open this? Like, he's trying to crack it like an egg on the side of a rock. No, he he doesn't actually do that, but it's basically what he does. What's wrong with this fucking fuckwad? And can you imagine what Galvatron is thinking? Like, Galvatron's probably sitting back watching, like, this is their leader. Like, this is, like, the new Optimus. This guy's a fucking moron. That, or he's like, how do they open it? Yeah. To be fair, later... You're right. To be fair, later on... Later on, he does, like, taunt, as we'll, we'll see very soon. He does taunt uh, Unicron. He's like, I'll open the Matrix. And he's even worse than uh, Ultra Magnus. He's, like, clawing at the, like, yeah, but he's doing that whole the nipple rabbit. part of it. <laughs> and we're back to boobs. Um, well, you, you're the one that's got it in my mind to Uniboob. Thank you very uh, much. You can thank Corey Thanks, for that. Corey. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking Window Licker. Oh. oh, my God. Galvatron blows Ultra Magnus to bits with one shot. Fucking awesome. Picks up the Matrix and says, I'm going to make Unicron my slave. Which Unicron is pissed off about again. It's like, roar! No! We go back to the Quintessons. They have put Hot Rod and Cup at the end of the plank and say, would you like to beg for your lives? Sometimes that works. <laughs> uh, and they don't. They're sent down to the Sharktacons. They are found innocent. And uh, apparently... Stupidly, when they hit the water, the thing that's holding them disappears. Why? Why would they do that? That seems weird. Because like they're being held by like holographic. Maybe the like, water shorts fields. it out. That could be. I guess that like, that does make sense. Like it could have shorted out the the yeah. electronics of it. Yeah. So we get a really cool fight scene um, between Hot Rod and uh, Cup and the Sharktacons, and they do this really cool thing where they. I don't know if this would work. <laughs> You could tell me. I, I'm not the science guy. Like, they just, like, drive on the bottom of the pool and start, a like, a like a whirlpool. Do you think they get enough traction down there to do that? No, because gravity. I mean... But then again, we saw Nabashin driving 
in a car underwater. They would need, like, fans on the top of the car to, like, push it against the... Yeah, yeah, you... And I, I don't know. Magic. Like, I mean, if they reached out the one one robot arm apiece and, like, held hands and pushed against each other? Maybe. That maybe. That would have worked, but... It's transforming magic. And we get another song by the Spectre... By Spectre General. Hunger. Oh, I want yeah. it so bad I can taste it. It drives me mad to see you waste it. Which sounds weird, by the way. Like, <laughs> Especially since we were talking about the planet of junk. Mom. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Dinobots show up. They crush one of the Quintessons. Swallow under. instead of spit. <laughs> oh, Don't waste it. Yeah, yeah, Isn't there a Kiss song about that? Like, I feel like there's a Kiss song about that. Um, I don't know. I'm not really a big Kiss fan. Yeah. No. Um, so the Dinobots crush one of the Quintessons who are like, they pussy out. They're like, oh shit, we gotta get out of here. They <laughs> knock the fucking door down on top of the Quintessons. We, <laughs> we, we, we get a comic scene where like all the Dinobots walk over him. It's pretty fantastic. All except for that one. All except for the one. That makes me so sad. Fuck. He's probably hanging out with the Aerobots and the Stunt. Yeah, where the yeah. fuck are they? Like, yeah, where are the no. fucking Aerobots? <laughs> they're just like, like that would have been useful. Yeah. They, break. they blew up. No, they didn't because they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're around back still. In the other they're back in the other seasons. Defensor, for that matter. Yeah, he really handy. Yeah, that would have been super handy. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the protective bots because like protect things. Yes, yeah. put some of those fires out. Yeah. Right, right. A big fight breaks out. There's not a whole lot to say about it aside from the fact of the line where Hot Rod says something like, "Hey, you big bozo," and he says, "Me Grimlock, not bozo. Me king." Love it. Love the, the whole Grimlock being king thing. Grimlock passes his uh, intimidation check and turns the Sharktacons against the Quintessons. Grimlock then uh, Could have been diplomacy. It could have been. Well, I don't know. He says... Well, I guess it could have been. He basically like roars at them and says, kill them. And they do. They attack the Quintessons. And uh, Grimlock introduces Wheelie. Yeah, I mean, animal to animal, that would probably That's, be diplomacy. Yeah, as yeah. close as anything. Yeah. And thank God that Wheelie's there, because Wheelie understands that those like, dildo-shaped things over there are actually spaceships. Planet junk. Oh, no, they're heading to the planet junk on a giant dildo ship. <laughs> so, uh. there you go. Call that the... It's kind of got a weird ridge. It's like... We call it the corkscrew, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's got uh, like... It's got like a little... Like <laughs> Sam's eyes... For those, for those who can't see, because it's a podcast, Sam's eyes got huge right there. The corkscrew. The corkscrew. It's like, a, it's like an auger. It's better than a, better than a dolphin. All right, so... <laughs> it's dolphins. <laughs> so... I, I want to go to SeaWorld, and I just want to punch them. <laughs> what? Sam secretly hates dolphins. They're oh. the rapist of the sea. <laughs> she used to love dolphins. Yeah, until the motorcraft died out. Quite, quite <laughs> until you killed it. Hey! We go to Planet Junk, speaking of, where uh, yeah. we see the aftermath of Ultra Magnus' death, but thankfully we don't get very long to mourn like we did with Optimus yeah. because the, the Junkions attack. Uh, we get a fight scene brought to you alongside of Weird Al Yankovic's song, Dare to be Stupid. Which you did you, not see that. I didn't. Which you've not heard that song. No. YouTube that song. It's, it's a, pretty great. It's a great it's song. It it's totally a, it's fits. It's not a direct parody. It's what he calls a style parody. So mm-hmm. it kind of okay. sounds like a Devo song. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it's it's. But it's if it's a, a Junkions, because it talks about all these like different kind of pop culture things. Well, that and it's gotcha. it's literally like there to be like don't turn the other cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, just give up the ship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Going against all those like yeah. all those like like really kind of common phrases. Right. If you buy one, you're not going to get one free. Yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a, it's okay. a good song. Uh, I, I like love. Weird Al, so we're oh yeah, Weird yeah. Al's fantastic. I love the sword versus, uh, versus axe fight we get between Springer and Rekgar. Uh, by the way, Rekgar is the leader of the Junkions, and he's voiced by Eric Idle. Uh, you might remember him from Monty Python. 
you walked out on the best parts, dude. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love Monty Python. Uh-huh. And yeah, yeah. He plays yeah. he plays one of the junkions. The uh, junkion, the leader. The leader. The leader. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Fu Manchu and everything. He does. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, Daniel ends the, of all people. Daniel ends the fight by smashing Rekar over the head with a steel girder. Uh, the fight is also interrupted by the giant Quintesson dildo ship. And uh, we get a happy reunion and a universal greeting of Ba Weep Grana Weep Ninibon. And uh, apparently the Junkions are down to sp- are down to smoke. So the, uh, the USS in that ass <laughs> in that USS in that ass. <laughs> uh, and we get a very odd scene, uh, like a dance scene with more dare to be stupid. Like yeah, they're they're, they're grooving. They're, they're grooving. Yeah. Like they are break dancing. I think even uh, yeah. At yeah. one point they do. Very cultural for the time. Yeah. Very yeah. cultural. Well, they speak TV. They they do. They talk um, TV. They talk TV I, don't think, I don't think in real life anybody has ever breakdanced to Weird Al. Mm-hmm. I think this you is the only what? time. You know what? I feel like this is a challenge, and I need to find it on YouTube. I, <laughs> I bet you. I bet you can somewhere. Uh, so they decide to go after Galvatron because uh, Ultra Magnus had lost the Matrix. Although they do rebuild him, the Junkions help out. They do. Do you guys ever notice that Retgar has like gun nipples? No, I hadn't. <laughs> Had you look at Google a picture like right now of, yeah, no, of he's, Rekgar. He's, he's got totally nipping. He's got huge nip. He's huge nipping. He's, he's got sausage nips. nipples. Yeah, Rekgar has like massive nipples. It's the weird, and I think he's you the know, only junkie on that has them. He might be, and I that's wonder... what makes him the leader. Showing dominance. I'm gonna say, I, you know, um, if you think he about, does have giant yeah, nipples. Right? <laughs> well, clearly, those go away when he transforms back in the Raven. Oh, stop that. <laughs> that that is that is a super inside joke. <laughs> I was gonna say that like okay, so obviously <laughs> like the, the Autobots and Decepticons are supposed uh-huh. to be like advanced civilization or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe we think of the uh, Junkions and their nipples as being like, you know, oh, kind of like God. I don't want to say primitive, <laughs> okay. like counterculture. Yeah, almost, yeah, you know, like oh, yeah, good... huh. I don't know. That's interesting. That's interesting. I don't know about like this. Yeah. What are you what are you two talking about? Show me the robot. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, see, you missed out some of the best parts, dude. Yeah. Eric Idle and his super nipples. Super <laughs> That sounds like it should be a band. Uh, <laughs> all you America, all you are my super nipples. So they board both the Junkion and the Quintesson ships to go to Cybertron. We cut to Unicron and Galvatron yet again arguing because that's all they ever do. Galvatron is wearing the Matrix like fucking bling around his neck. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like yo, 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 I yo. can't figure out how to put this in my chest. <laughs> no, no, Bill. That's not bad. Galvatron, aka new Starscream. Yeah, he yeah. kind of is. Yeah, he really is. So Galvatron Never. has the Matrix around his, his neck and he's like, yo, Unicron, devourer of worlds, I got this shit you're, you're afraid you're scared of. And no, I, you're scared, you're scared <laughs> of. And I'm gonna fucking make you my bitch. We are going to offend everybody. Probably. We are. Probably. No one's gonna listen to this. It's gonna be like a three hour episode. And I love how Unicron is like, oh my god, it's a Matrix. And then Galvatron immediately totally just starts prying at it. Like, and Unicron's like, and he just starts want... acting like every teenage boy with the yeah. first bra. Yes, you know? just, like, just, just like, how do, how do I, I don't know what how to do. do. How do boobs do? <laughs> how do boobs do is another great title. Oh my god. So we get probably one of the coolest scenes in the entire movie. The fucking devouring planet has a robot form. It's a fucking transformer. And it just turns into this big <gasps> fucking robot. It's in the title. It's 
fucking amazing. Yeah. And I have a Unicorn toy. It's Thank I know. Galvatron is in awe, as he should be, because he's standing right next to rock hard Ruby Abs. Like he really is. You notice that? Like yeah, those panels. <laughs> sorry, the the panel goes away, and like these shiny red abs appear. He's like, oh, I've been working out. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, check this out. Uh, so this is before M Night Shyamalan, so like we did is. not expect this twist. No, this was Wolf a crazy Cruise. twist. Uh, yeah, he does face crunches. crunches. Uh, I thought the crazy twist was the dildo ship. Oh, ah. God damn it. Uh, so, uh, yeah. If I ever get a boat, I'm going to call it the in that ass. <laughs> so uh, they decide to try to fight Unicron, the Decepticons, when he decides to attack the, the planet, which I'll give it to the Decepticons. They weren't just going to sit there and, 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 like, the other planets be bitches and die. Like, right. they literally went out and decided, fuck this guy, we're going to shoot at him. Right. And Unicron does his best. Uh, he goes all attack on Titan and just swallows Galvatron. Just, just <laughs> no. straight up just swallows the dude. No. <laughs> goes all attack on Titan. Yes. Just just straight up just, just swallows him. Um, just swallows this dude. Somebody had to. Yeah. He just straight up swallows this dude. Yes. Yes. Are we going to keep repeating this? <laughs> Apparently we are. We've fallen into a recursive loop here. No! I can't form it. There's a joke there. There's a joke somewhere, but we're not going there. Uh, so we get a fight with Unicron uh, that, that that's, uh, kind of starts up. Uh, Cup, when they show up, I love that Cup, you know, they ask, uh, I think it's Hot Rod that says, does this remind you of anything? And Cup's like, no. Like, fucking no. There's nothing this reminds me of. So Hot Rod declares to Daniel that they're going to find out what happened to Spike. We're going to find out what happened to your deadbeat dad who left you on this planet. Who entrusted uh, you with robots. Who ran away with, with Bumblebee to have a, an illicit affair. And uh, they decide to assault Unicron. Uh, at one point, on his butt, which I love. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Grimlock There's a full... Yeah, Kim, Grimlock, Grimlock literally says he's going to kick butt. It's fantastic. Yeah. Punch um, his butt. Oh, just... uh, the for some reason perceptors on the junkie on ship, I guess they're like yeah he's kind of a lame character. Let's not have to have him around, so we're gonna put him on there with the junkions. And uh, the Quintesson ship you decides microscope them to death. <laughs> that's not how, mi- how microscopes work. Um, so the Quintesson ship they just decide to punch it and they go through his fucking eye, which is pretty badass. I mean, a dildo to the eye, I think, would probably stop most people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I hit Kaz in the back of the head with one. And he... that, it did stop him. Yeah. He... Um, so he crashes through the... They crash through the eye, and we get Dare played once again, which is awesome. Uh, the party gets split. Rule number one. Never, Never split the party. party. Never. Uh, so Hot Rod gets stuck on some random spike. I guess it's like a, a cone on like the eye or something, like rods <laughs> and cones. Uh, and the others, meaning Springer Cup, RC, and Daniel... Fall and they get attacked by the inner defense system, I guess. Um, the white blood cells? Yeah, basically, which are in the form of giant tentacles, pincers on the end. You guys notice the Face weird... my lymphocytes! <laughs> Did you guys notice the weird animation moment where they're like, oh shit, we should run away from these things, and they speed up the animation where they're like, they're, they're, they're running to like. <laughs> like they run. You guys notice that? It was fucking weird. I didn't, but now you say every it. Time, every time I watch the movie, I notice it, and it's so out of place. <laughs> it's like they run, like all run like blur. It's really weird. We should just speed the animation up to get away. <laughs> and to, we need to cut like five frames. So uh, we then cut away to Hot Rod, who falls down and stumbles into Galvatron, of all people. Apparently Galvatron survived and did not get sent down like into the stomach acid that we talked about earlier. Uh, Hot Rod notices the Matrix, and Galvatron is holding on to it, still has it around his neck. And Galvatron tells him the Matrix is worthless. He's like, I tried to open it, couldn't do it. It's worthless, man. And uh, says, you know what? 
we have to team up, which is really crazy. He says, we're on the same side. Until Unicron hears this, does his mind warp thing, and Galvatron starts beating the shit out of Hot Rod. Uh, that fight goes on for a while. We cut back outside. We get the sign, or we get the line of me Grimlock kick butt, literally. And Unicron grabs his own ass. It's great. He like tries to swat him away and grabs his ass. Uh huh. Yeah. Kind of gooses himself there. Mm-hmm. Pretty fantastic. Daniel is almost killed for the third time. This Bro. time by <laughs> this time by tentacles. But god damn it, he's fucking saved again. They shoot the wall, water comes out, I guess? Part of his coolant system? Yeah. I don't know. Sure, why not? Uh, sure. Uh, and uh, again, the party gets split again. This time Daniel gets split aside, so I'm praying and hoping that Daniel gets murdered. So he ends up stumbling upon this giant vat of acid, I guess like we talked about, maybe his stomach acid? Maybe. Sure. Uh, <laughs> why, why the fuck not? You're in my bowels. <laughs> and uh, here he sees, dropping down one by one, creatures on these hooks. And they're being dropped into the acid, and we see two nameless Autobots. I couldn't tell who they were, no, but they remember. they got horrifically absorbed. It was a thing of nightmare. Uh, but then he realizes, holy shit! There's my dad. There's Bumblebee. There's Jazz. There's Cliffjumper. And Spike's like, dude, son, I'm sorry. I've been a terrible dad. Can you please shoot the <laughs> lid closed? Uh, he uses his uh, his exosuit to do so. There's a happy reunion. Blah blah blah. Yeah. After like. 15 minutes of him yelling at his son to do this. I know. He's like, use your exosuit. What? What do I do? He's like, I'm going to die, you motherfucker. The what now? It was like Meatwad. Do what now? Do what now? Do what now? Pop the balloon. What was that about my bedtime? (laughs) Fucking awesome. Uh, So Hot Rod and Galvatron are still fighting. It kind of goes to a similar motif to what we saw earlier with Optimus and Megatron. Except we for get... nobody was cock-blocking anybody. Right, exactly. <laughs> that, that's why Rodimus wins this fight. And... Spoiler! Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hot Rod, sorry. Big spoiler. We'll get there in a second. Back outside, we the fight with Unicron is still going on. The Junkion ship is apparently crushed. You remember the episode from, like, season three or four where, like... <laughs> Where Perceptor becomes a geisha. Remember that? I did not remember Perceptor becoming a geisha. <laughs> yeah. That was such a weird episode. There was there was like this planet they fell on. Uh, they crash landed on or something, and Perceptor got stuck there. He like uh, he like ran out of power or something. So he did sex favors to survive. <laughs> no, well, no, no. <laughs> that, you know what? Maybe that's what a microscope no, is for. There was, there, there that's was, not what a microscope is for. <laughs> <laughs> no, you say that. <laughs> Like, well, I've trapped those planets by myself. I got no way off. No, no, I, I really, I, <laughs> I really remember this. Episode. Hey, Luca, so big. No, I remember this because it was really. That's weird. what a microscope's for. <laughs> we are gonna offend everyone. Jesus Christ! Uh, <laughs> but no, no, it's it's tiny. It's oh, like, stop that! It looks so big. <laughs> no, no, it was a really fucking weird episode. He he couldn't move. He ran out of power or something. And there was like this other race. I don't can't remember if they were human or robot, but they had built this like gate show robot. And they, the robot didn't have a face. They're like, we can't figure out, we can't give it a personality or face. So they cut the Autobot symbol out of Perceptor, which apparently like gives it, his, he gives him his personality and power. And they weld it to the face of the geisha. So like, it's like kind of like Perceptor in this geisha body. He's like, oh hello, and it's really fucking weird. It's I'm gonna so, have to look up that episode. Look, it is a great episode. Did they, did they just pry the mouth open? So it's just like. I go to the sex dolls. <laughs> no, no, he was weird. It's like he still talked like Perceptor. He's like, oh, like, I don't know what's going on. You guys should probably not do this. It's really fucking weird. Um, but the guy's like, yeah, baby, I got my geisha. Um, so <laughs> fucking weird. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, so back to Hot Rod versus Galvatron round three. Uh, the Matrix begins glowing. The touch begins <laughs> the play. Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Hot Rod grabs the Matrix. Optimus's voice dramatically is in the background saying, Arise, Rodimus Prime. And he's like, Optimus. <laughs> you figured it out. Yeah. My power-up puzzle. <laughs> yes. You should have known when I dropped it accidentally into your hands uh, that Ultra Magnus sucks. <laughs> Galvatron blasts him. It has no effect. Rodimus Prime arises, changes, transforms. And his voice gets a little gruffer. I love it. It's still Judd Nelson. Pla- Planet-eating Satan. That's the darkest hour. That's the reason you open the magic yes. lunchbox. Yes. Not, oh no, I might get destroyed and have to get rebuilt by a race of people that do this kind of thing. I fucking hate Ultra Magnus. So much hatred for Ultra I fucking hate Ultra Magnus. You know what? And you know what? Nobody else has been, like, bashing Wheelie as much as you're bashing Ultra Magnus. <laughs> like, seriously. I love Wheelie. I'm I sorry. know, but, like, we all could be like, Wheelie? Sorry, sorry, I'll find restraint. Wheelie could, like, suck a dick. <laughs> 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 it's not like there's not uh, a bunch of them on the planet of junk. Oh. Wheelie is like Tyrion Lannister and Tupac had a baby and they shit on it. <laughs> and they just, and they just kicked it in the face for a while. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> huh, it's whoa. accurate. Huh. Oh, little moron's got a little fucking hat and everything. It's awful. Oh, my God. So energy surges throughout you know, it's, it's like It's like a regular hat, like with a bill, but then it's like got the like the cone. Like, it goes up like a, like a cylinder. Yes. <laughs> fucking idiot. So Rodimus... <laughs> God damn it. Rodimus opens the motherfucking Matrix. Wow. Energy surges throughout Unicron. Because there's hand holes on either side yeah, of no, it. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. Rodimus is smart. Yeah, like with finger holding. Yeah. Oh, fingers go here. That's yeah. how you open it. Yeah, everybody else is like, going to claw it. In, in fairness, chosen one probably helps. That right? Yeah, I mean, it's like it's like a sword in the stone, right? Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I assume. Like Ultra Magnus would be like, oh, this fucking you know thing, and and Galvatron would be like, why is I can't I can't blast the stone? But I mean, granted, putting your fingers where they should go helps. It does. You couldn't yeah. get the sword in the stone out just by like waggling your penis at it. I feel like you. Yeah. (laughs) No. I I feel like you'd be the person to prove that right or wrong. (laughs) I feel like it'd be a good way to cut penis off. (laughs) (laughs) Probably true too. Depends on how you where you waggle it at exactly. Uh, So Unicron looks like he's having a heart attack and starts he like like Unicron rips his own leg off randomly. He's like, oh my leg! It's I gotta get. I'm assuming he's trying to get at whatever's doing this inside of him. Yeah, I assume. But like, why is leg for like? He feels, he's like, oh, my chest, better rip off my leg. Because he's going to beat himself. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah I don't I'll know. I'll tear my own leg off and beat you with it. I'm crazy as hell. Fucking weird. It's just uh, a flesh wound. Yeah. So Cup, Springer, RC meet up with the other Autobots as uh, Unicron continues to tear himself apart. There's like a, actually a really cool scene where you see his hand go into his own like stomach and start ripping himself apart. Um, oh, my God. They head back to the dildo, and I love it. They come careening out the other eye because they're fucking dicks. Well, this is, this is after uh, we get the dramatic scene of Rodimus saying, Autobots transform. See his little stupid hat? <laughs> Fuck his little stupid it's hat. It's like a viewfinder <laughs> attached to it. Quick, a wheelie and focus. <laughs> Most important line, Rodimus says, transform, Bill. And roll out. And roll out. Uh, they go through the other fucking eye. Transform and Bill. uh No. <laughs> they go. Bill, the worst transformer. <laughs> <laughs> The one nobody remembers. <laughs> uh, and this is when Corey was no longer invited. <laughs> and this is also where Unicron explodes into a bunch of parts. 
and his head goes hurtling into space. Because uh, that happens. That does. It does. That'll play a part in seasons three and four. Well. All right. So then we get the we get the last bits, the last few scenes. Rodimus declares the end of the Cybertronian Wars, and they all chant. Apparently, like USA, <laughs> USA, USA. No, no, no. Like, like good communists, to all are one. As the touch plays, yeah, and we get the end image of Unicron's head, and then it cuts to the main theme. And I know you mentioned that you like we realize that the Junkions and Perceptor aren't dead in seasons three and four, mm-hmm. but when Rodimus is giving a speech, they're in the audience. That's true, they are. Yeah. So I guess I guess they are okay. Yeah, they're, they're totally fine. You don't have to wait that long. Um, they've killed enough beloved characters. We can't we can't kill them. We, well, we obviously can't kill Rekgar. No, we have to make toys. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, that was the Transformers movie, and that was actually about as long as that one episode of Excel that we kept getting sidetracked on. So that's not so bad. That was sidetracks though. This was yeah, this mostly is, content. That's that's yeah. good though. That's fantastic. So uh, we always end an episode of a review with our thoughts. Let's start with Sam. What, do you want to start with you? Okay, fine. That's. Are you okay with that? Yeah, we, fine. we can do that again. All right, no, that's fine. We'll start with me. All right, go ahead, Sam. <laughs> tell us, tell us some of your thoughts. This is obviously part of our childhood. Yeah. What did, what did you think going back and watching this again? I still love the movie. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, I feel like I probably should have like had a lot more prep time. Mm-hmm. Not because like you know right. watching it in one day was nothing, but like to really get the cheers going yes. and the heartbreak. Oh you gotta God, yes. watch all of season one and season two yes, you before do. you pick up this movie because mm-hmm. then you're just bawling like a baby. You I'm are. like, it's, it's, it's there crazy. are characters that you don't care about in this movie, mm-hmm. but if you've watched the series, you care. Yeah, you do. You do. You do. Yeah, it's you like, do. oh, if, you, if you're just watching this by itself without seeing, seeing seasons one and two, you're like, oh, dead Autobots, who cares about yeah, Ironhide? You're like, yeah, exactly. You're like, I, think, I think if any of them have a resonance in the movie by itself, mm-hmm. it's Ironhide. Well, yeah, yes. his was probably, like, I mean, we can go and say that, like, Starscream's obsessed with Brutal, and, you know, Ultra Magnus being pulled mm-hmm. apart was, but, like, Ironhide tried I mean, so hard. Optimus aside, yeah. of course, but, right. yeah, just pure context of the movie, Iron, yeah. Ironside's continuing to fight. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was his character. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And the whole, like, missing Dinobot. What the fuck? That was weird. It is very Like, it was weird. one thing for the Stunticons and Aerial Bots not to be in it. Like, I can almost understand that. Yeah, but, like... But just random... one random member yeah! of the team. Yeah! Yeah. And, like, the Dinobots never went into, like, Transformer mode. They were robots. They were, like, the... Dinosaurs the yeah. entire time. And I can't, yeah. So I can't imagine voice acting would be the issue. Like, no. oh, we couldn't get that voice actor on for this. Just, like, off eating some, like, <laughs> robot grass or something. Right. Like, wait. <laughs> robot grass. Well, what? If, you think, if you think about it, the, the Stegosaurus is going to be the one that's, like, going to be derpy. I, right. oh, I, I love, he's my favorite one, but, wait, there's a war going on? There's a, they're all pretty derpy. <laughs> they are, yeah. They're, yeah, they are. But yeah, I can just imagine be like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, Grimlock got under for a while. What? That is true. I love that. That is a later episode yeah. as well. Yeah. I love that Those episode are... where, where he gains sentience, uh, yeah. like, like full intelligence. That's what's when he builds... Uh, Computron. Computron. Computron yeah. That's fantastic. And Computron's oh. stupid, so he's like, you know what? Y'all can have my brain. Because I don't need it. Yeah, I built y'all. I'm happy you're stupid, which yeah. is like, there's like a deep message there. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I'm not happy being smart. Yeah, don't change who you are. Yeah. That's what that is. Like yeah. flowers for Algernon. It is like flo- oh my god, that is like a total take on flowers for Algernon. Boosh, that's my brain so tonight. Many deep thoughts and oh my god, <laughs> yeah. So so overall, they recommend the movie. Totally, absolutely. All right, Corey, this was now. Have you seen this movie before? I have, but I was like eight. Okay, so so, so coming back to it and reliving it, what are your thoughts? Uh, from what, <laughs> from the amount of it that I was actually able to get through. Uh huh. All it made me want to do was go back and rewatch the cartoon. I wanted to go mm-hmm. back through the whole spectrum of it. I wanted 
to honestly have more to contribute to this uh, mm-hmm. sitting today. The other thing that it instantly made me do is eBay fucking old Transformers toys. Like, <laughs> exactly. I was like, I probably, what, spent 20 minutes yeah. like or so at your place just fucking like fishing through eBay yeah. to look up like uh-huh. old toys that I had. And was like, well, you know, well, that one's not that expensive. Yeah. And like, like, I mean, I don't need to eat for like three weeks. I, I can exactly, totally right? buy a yeah. toy yeah, and that'll suffice. Live mm-hmm. off a little Caesars. It's cool. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. $5 peaches, pick it up, whatever. But yeah, no, that's, that's what this stuff kind of does to me. Like if, if I go back and I relive anything from the eighties, be it cartoons or, or whatever, it usually brings me back to like the toys that I played with. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when we went and saw Ghostbusters the other night, like the first thing that makes me want to do is go back and buy my old Ghostbusters toys mm-hmm. and just have them on display. Like I'm, I, I probably am the worst adult going back and playing with toys, <laughs> but like I should play with my damn toys and not leave them in the box. But I leave them in the box. You and Bill are kindred spirits. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I have. You've not in my office yet. I haven't been. Oh, just yeah. wait. You'll, you'll, I'll, you'll I'll take do it in my office. Uh, and that's. Did anybody else start hearing Careless Whisper? I'm <laughs> <laughs> never uh, gonna dance again. That, uh, that table in my office aren't even maybe half of my collection. Nice, yeah, no, man. It's, that it's table. Pretty, pretty epic. Alright, cool. So, so uh, kind of the nostalgia factor. Yeah, like that's, uh, that's really what it comes down to for me. They're the best things to come out of the fucking 80s were horror movies, cartoons, and figures, like action mm-hmm. figures and toys. Like. They lost their niche when the 90s came, but, like, whatever they did in the 80s, choking hazards aside, and all, all that aside, those were the best damn toys. The shit that you kids play with now sucks. Go well, back to the, the 80s. choking hazards. Mm-hmm. They needed to weed out the bad ones, you know, the stupid kids. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, really. Exactly. I mean, There's natural no selection yeah. is what I it came down to. I survival of the fittest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Very cool. So, yeah. That's, that's my thoughts on it. Bill. I loved it. Obviously, this this just makes. No. I, I mean, I mean, I know you love this movie, and I knew coming in, but it, I just want to say it warms my heart on this podcast just to hear you say the words "love." Like you right. don't, Aww. you never say it, and that just makes me happy. Right, warm and fuzzy right now. <laughs> but I did forget how batshit it is. It is. Yeah. Like there are some serious non sequiturs. Lots of shit just not filled in. Mm-hmm. And I suppose like watching the cartoon. You know, knowing stuff about the comics, having the toys, I filled in a lot of stuff yeah. in my head mm-hmm. and didn't catch on to just like, whoa, that, I don't know if this was maybe rushed. Uh, I, when I, what I was reading was they were still doing the cartoon, like production of the cartoon at the same time they're trying to do the movie. And even though they had a budget that was like well beyond what they would do for a normal episode, six million, I believe. Yeah, I think they had. I think they did Which this was six times the amount it would take to make an hour and a half of the cartoon. Yes, and I think from what I read, uh, they they did feel very rushed putting this together. So I wonder if the, there is a lot of validity in that. That it was a kind of a well, we don't really have a lot of time to go back and flesh this out. Like, okay, we have these characters we're going to introduce, but we don't give them voices. You know, like like we had the Cyclonus. Uh, and right. Scourge, you know, we have... I mean now! Yeah, exactly. We've got, like, you know, certain characters just being killed that, quickly. Like, either Cyclonus or Scourge had a voice, because one of them was like, you want me to gut Ultra Magnus? Oh, I think you might be right. Yeah. You might be right. I think that was... Yeah, that might have been Cyclonus, actually. I think right. that might have been his one line that he had in the entire thing. Yeah. So, no, I think you are right. Um, which does not end up being the, the voice they keep for Cyclonus, no, obviously. 
that voice actor actually died. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so anyway, Bill, you were, you were saying... Sorry. I mean, that, that pretty much summed it up. I still loved it. Mm-hmm. I still had a lot of fun. Um, I know. Probably, probably the majority of it is nostalgia. Yeah. Um, and being such a Transformers fan. Right. Like I said, you know, Optimus obviously hits you right in the feels when he dies. Oh, God, yes. Ironside 2. Yep. Uh, the rest of them, you're still like, whoa, you know, I can't believe that happened. Mm-hmm. Will Jack. Right, right. Rip. Wheelie can go to hell. Yeah, he can. <sighs> just you find her hat. <laughs> but he doesn't die. He, he gets he, he can transform right Just in case he ass. needs to look at scenery. Oh my god. You guys are, you guys are assholes. Uh, so, my thoughts obviously, great movie. That nostalgia factor, definitely. The childhood, definitely. The toys. Um, I like that this movie does a lot to, even though it does feel rushed and there are some things that are incomplete, they do go back and fill it in. Like, you have these weird characters, the Quintessons. But they become so integral to the story. They do. They yeah, certainly yeah. do. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and to the point that I can't remember if this was when they were introduced or not. Right. And it's in they become really cool characters, I think. I really like the Quintessons as characters, uh, as as antagonists, not only to the Autobots, but also to the Decepticons. Right. It becomes this third faction, this third thing that we didn't have before, which I think is why seasons three and four feel so different, not just because of the character changes, but because it is a different sort of story. Now, am I inferring things, or were they the ones that enslaved the Transformers in the cartoon that Megatron was made for in the first place to fight back against? I believe so. Because the Autobots were slaves as work vehicles. Yeah, and I think that that they tell the story of, like, I know that Orion Pax right. uh, was one of the ones that rose up as right. part of that. But too. I believe that Megatron was made specifically to stop that from happening again. I think you might be right. I don't remember 100%, but I think you might be right. Yeah, I, I like that's one of the things I like about this movie is that it sets up some really cool stuff later on. So uh, that all the stuff we talked about in the music, obviously, the music, right. is, the music makes it. It really is. I mean, it... yeah, and and the animation is un, compared to the the cartoon. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous in some oh, it is. places. It like they you could tell they had a much better budget. The only moment of animation weirdness to me was when Sludge gets double axe handled by Devastator <laughs> and his eyeballs bug out. Yeah, yeah. There, there's that. There was a moment where. Uh, I think uh, Rumble and Frenzy, at one point they're flying and they're the same color next to them, like they're Frenzy's color, and then they land, and then they're the separate colors again. I'm like, what? And there's a point, too, where I think there were like four ships, like uh, four, like there was like Thundercracker, Skywarp, but like there were like four of them that transformed in the scene. Like there's a lot of weirdness there. It's like, we don't really know how many of these things are. There's more Seekers than there actually are. That was kind of like when the cartoon, though, like they'd show up and they'd be like, Seven thundercrackers and a star scream, <laughs> <laughs> or like, or like thundercracker would say something, but it's star scream's voice. I love, yeah, I always love no, that. That's oh, yeah. great the too. old cartoon. Oh my god! All right, so we had a great time tonight. I want to thank not only my cohort uh, here at Tuning Japanese Bill, but our special guests, uh, Sam, Corey. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. I know this is a long podcast. And thank you for giving us, like, a lot to talk about tonight. Especially mm-hmm. you, Sam, like, with your expertise and your background in this. Right. Like, this is your thing. Um, you gotta, you're wearing a fucking Starscream right, t-shirt. Right, right. So, I had, I had a blast. I hope, uh, Corey, I know that you're really into horror. So if you, we ever do another horror, we do a horror movie like a Vampire Hunter D, you're obviously more than welcome we to We will definitely do and, Vampire Hunter D at some yeah, point. So, that so, would be so, awesome. Yeah, if and you'd like to come in. Honestly, if, uh... If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend seeing uh, Blood the Last Vampire. Uh, I never watched any of the Segway cartoons on mm-hmm. the on TV, so like I don't know what any of that has to do with the movie in mm-hmm. itself. But if you guys want to review that, I would 
I own that movie. Might I'll be, happily watch it again and again. I might see, be like, to do. you're all about watching that movie, but the other ones you've done, you're like, no, nobody needs to see this. We're not going to podcast movies I've worked on. That sounds like a whole different show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, so, right now, the only uh, live action movie that we're talking about maybe doing is Old Boy. Oh, oh man, yeah. I could talk about Old Boy all yeah. day long, too. I feel like I should only be in that episode. I mean, I've seen it, obviously. But yeah. I feel like the only time I should be in that episode is just like, when he comes out of the box, how did he get out of the box? And then, like, that, that's the only time I talk. You were so, <laughs> you were so I was drunk. so fucking drunk. I don't think I've, I, I've been drunker than that, but I, I got, this like that, that syndrome back in the day when, like, everyone was drinking, I never got drunk, but, like, when I drink and get drunk and no one else is drunk and I'm just laying there on the floor of your, your house just like, what the fuck is going on in the movie? In fairness, I was very, even when we were drinking, I was very rarely drunk. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I did, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. But... I'll say this. Anytime you guys want to do reviews of, of or like, whether it's live action horror movies or mm-hmm. anything, even if you guys do talk, oh boy, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> and I'm, I have very strong needing to be shared opinions of the remake. Uh, yeah, I haven't even bothered with the remake. I I have opinions you, you, about it. You, you, you're probably fine not bothering with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, think... there's, it's got its moments. You get to see Ashley Olsen naked. Okay, first off, that's not Ashley. That's Elizabeth. Well, <laughs> she, You get to see Scarlet Witch naked. Right, no. But other than that... You get to see her bang... Uh... Her dad. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, who, spoiler. Who Major the, spoiler. No, who was he in the? Um, he's somebody in the Marvel Cinematic. Yeah, he's Thanos. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Okay, Damn, son. We're God, shipping. we're shipping again. Uh, all right. So uh, this has been Tuning Japanese, a podcast where four Autobots, Decepticons. I don't know what we are. Two of each. Two. We're two Decepticons and two Autobots. Fight it out. To the bloody end. To the oily end. That sounds even worse. (laughs) And talk about anime. Until next time, we'll see ya. Should we apologize that Josh is coming back in the next episode? Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Josh will be back. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. To find out more about the show, visit tuningjapanese.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tuning Japanese, on Twitter at Tuning Japanese, and Tumblr at tuningjapanese.tumblr.com. You can also send us any questions, suggestions, or feedback by emailing the show at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Be sure to also leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Tuning Japanese is a part of the Questionable Endeavor Media Network. Visit questnnetwork.com for more information on our other podcasts in this network, including the Shadow Bay Podcast, Rundown Wrestling Podcast, Raw Attitude Podcast, and the Geek and Gamer Guild.